0: guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your 2022 Royal Rumble post-show right here on Off The Script. I am JD from New York. I want to welcome you guys right here into the OTS venue. Thank you for joining me on your early Sunday mornings wherever you may be. It snowed quite a lot today, man. I woke up depressed and disappointed because we had to shovel snow today. And there was about 12 inches of snow on the ground. And all I was doing this morning was having my cup of coffee and dreaming of a front yard and a palm tree in my front yard. 80 degree weather. Beautiful sunny skies. I don't have that right now. But I said to myself, you know what? The Royal Rumble's tonight. The Royal Rumble is tonight, man. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. We're going to watch what is the most exciting, right? The most exciting pay-per-view of the entire year for WWE. It actually kicks off the road to WrestleMania. Questions will be answered tonight. Who's going to Mania? What are the new storylines that WWE has coming up with? Who's making their return to the company. What's the big surprise tonight? We watch what was a four-hour show. And just like the snowstorm and everybody on the East Coast shoveling snow and living in their fucking icy caves. We ended the night just like we woke up this morning. Absolutely depressed and disappointed. Disappointed. It's 3,800 people listening to me right now, and I have no anger in me. I'm not going to rant or rave about what happened tonight. I think everybody in the community really predicted what was going to happen with Brock Lesnar losing to Bobby Lashley in the manner in which he lost. I think everybody in the community kind of was on the same page about Brock Lesnar getting screwed, entering the Royal Rumble at number 30. And then winning it all and going on to challenge Roman Reigns in a revenge angle for the Universal Championship. I think everybody kind of predicted that. Nobody is Nostradamus. Nobody is uh, sitting around with the crystal ball. Nobody's talking to inside sources in WWE. It, it, was very, it was very lazy and very predictable. Because WWE put themselves in this situation. I look at the roster and I look at this show. And as a fan, I'm honestly I'm honestly at a point where if I didn't have this show, I'd give up. I would really give up watching the product. And I mean that with every fiber of my being, man. If I didn't have this show and I didn't make this my full-time profession, I love doing this. I do. I love, I love doing this. I love you guys. I love getting my voice out there. I love having... You know, my opinion means so much to so many different people on a weekly basis. I love it. And I won't ever change any of that. I wouldn't change it for the world. But watching this company put on two Royal Rumble matches after I've been watching the Royal Rumble since I was four years old. And I immediately took to the Royal Rumble and I said, this is my match. This is what I'm going to look forward to. To see it watered down into what it is today and to see how WWE has treated it, it honestly is fucking disappointing, man. And that's the word I keep going back to. Disappointing. Not only was it disappointing, but the entire fucking show was so goddamn boring. I don't know what they put in the water in St. Louis, but many of the people that got there early were probably fucking drunk all weekend and forgot that they actually had to save some energy for Saturday night. Maybe they they got confused and thought the show was on Sunday night instead of tonight on Saturday. The WWE has a major, 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 major fucking problem. A major problem. The Women's Royal Rumble was littered with people that I don't care to see ever again. They had to dip their hands into the diva cookie jar and they brought back people that absolutely meant fucking nothing to the word women's wrestling or the term women's wrestling or women's revolution. Nothing. All divas in that battle royal. All divas. To see the likes of Liv Morgan get eliminated by the Bella twins to see Ronda Rousey come back after everybody was talking about it all week and kind of knew where they were going with it, to see it all play out is a completely different story than watching what we were reading and reading everything that we was, that was reported. You know, watching what played out on, on TV tonight is vastly different than talking about it and predicting it and talking about the news articles and the rumors and the the speculation, very different. It actually looked a lot worse watching it kind of unfold the way we all had been talking about. Nobody in that women's Royal Rumble served any purpose. Nobody got themselves over. Nobody looked better for it. And they all were there and fed to Ronda Rousey, who was away for two years because she wanted to go have a personal life. Not many people are afforded that type of luxury. For all the women that worked there all year for the last two years, to bend over backwards and see Ronda Rousey get an opportunity because WWE has failed to make anybody into a legit superstar outside of the normal I don't know how much I would want to be giving WWE of my heart and soul to make women's wrestling important anymore. Same thing happened with the men. The men's Royal Rumble was one of the worst Royal Rumble matches I think they've ever put on. I'm not joking. I'm not overreacting. I'm not sitting here saying this because of likes or views or clicks. The entire men's Royal Rumble match was absolutely the epitome of boring. There wasn't one fucking guy in that entire Royal Rumble. And I'm not taking anything away from the legacies of some of these people, the Randy Orton's and the Rey Mysterio's. I'm not taking the legacy away of any of those guys. But you need to watch what's basically happening on television to understand that a Rey Mysterio is not going to a WrestleMania. You need to watch the TV shows to understand that a Randy Orton is not going to a WrestleMania. Are they WrestleMania-caliber superstars? Absolutely. But in this current WWE product and what we're getting on TV, they're not going to WrestleMania. The only legit guy in that entire Royal Rumble that had everybody wanting him to win was AJ Styles. And that's because he's been booked like fucking complete dog shit. Then he got eliminated halfway through. AJ Styles was eliminated by Mad Cat Moss. WWE did their absolute best to shit on everybody in that audience tonight. AJ was eliminated early. Naomi was eliminated early. Sasha Banks, they did her fucking dirty, man. I had flashbacks of Brian Danielson in the fucking Royal Rumble when he got eliminated, when everybody wanted him to win. WWE didn't have one fucking guy in that entire Royal Rumble match that you could look at and say, you know what, he's going to win. Not even a Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre's feuding with Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Why would I want him in the main event of WrestleMania against Roman Reigns? WWE has put all of their eggs in this Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar basket that when everybody legitimate that got eliminated in that Royal Rumble, and by everybody I mean AJ and Omos, because Omos was the other guy in that Royal Rumble that I thought WWE was going to give him the Royal Rumble. We're not done with him yet by a long shot. I still have a fucking sneaking suspicion that he's going to win the Elimination Chamber. I doubt they even have a fucking clue as to what the WWE Championship match is going to be at WrestleMania. And with Bobby Lashley as the WWE Champion, I don't think it's going to be a main event caliber match. It will be another eh effort. Bobby Lashley doesn't really resonate to me as WWE Champion anymore. We've been there, done that. The only reason why Bobby Lashley's the WWE champion is because they needed to do what they needed to do tonight to get Lesnar in the Rumble and have him go to WrestleMania. As soon as Lesnar came out, that was it. That was it. WWE had Lesnar eliminate Drew McIntyre and St. Louis was absolutely disappointed. The big babyface run that Brock Lesnar's been on, it took 5 minutes. For WWE to wipe that all away tonight, he'll show up back on Friday and nobody will remember what happened at this subpar pay-per-view. He'll show back up on Friday and get the cheers because all the puppets and the zombies, they will act as if nothing happened. But I heard what I heard in St. Louis and I heard people, 44,000 people to be exact, absolutely disappointed with the lack of efforts given to us by WWE. WWE. The Men's Royal Rumble match has exposed WWE far greater than anything they've done before. They don't have one single male superstar or female superstar. The same thing can apply to the women. They don't have anybody that is a fucking top-tier WrestleMania main event guy outside of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Randy Orton has even fallen down because of what he's been doing with Matt Riddle. You got a bunch of in-between guys, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle, Randy Orton, Big E, Bobby Lashley. They don't have one legit superstar that they could plug into WrestleMania every year to sell out and make WrestleMania big outside of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. The Men's Royal Rumble match included Bad Bunny and Johnny Knoxville. Two men who aren't even professional wrestlers. One is a pop star or rapper. The other is a fucking D-list movie actor. Both of these men got a bigger reaction than anyone in the Men's Royal Rumble match. I heard it. You heard it. Everybody heard it. And then Lesnar won the match and everybody just... Disappointed. I just felt disappointment on everybody. People booing Lesnar. I'm looking back at what we just watched. Nobody in that fucking ring had a single chance to win that match. Nobody. WWE right now, I don't know how long they can continue going with the current model and the current formula that they're going for. I don't. And listen, I'm not, a fu- I'm not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. I, I I get why they did what they did tonight. I know why Ronda Rousey won the Royal Rumble. I don't have to fucking like it, but I get why they did what they did. I get why Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble. I don't have to fucking like it, but I get it. WWE is all about the money. WWE is all about selling out WrestleMania. Last year, they didn't sell out WrestleMania because they could not. They were forced at only one third capacity in Raymond James Stadium, and they had the building for two nights, instead of having 160,000 plus, they had 50. They were only allowed 25,000 max in an 80,000 seat stadium. Things were a little different this year. They weren't going to bring back a Brock Lesnar or a Ronda Rousey and put them in big matches last year. WWE is going into AT&T Stadium this year where the attendance they're hoping for is 100,000 plus for two nights. They aren't selling out AT&T Stadium with fucking Big E wrestling for the WWE title. They're not selling out AT&T Stadium with AJ Styles wrestling for the WWE title. They're not selling out AT&T Stadium with an NXT up-and-comer. Wrestling for the WWE title. This is why Lesnar and Ronda Rousey won the Royal Rumble. You pretty much have your double main event for night one and night two. Lesnar and Reigns and Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. WWE does not sell out AT&T Stadium, or at least try to sell out AT&T Stadium without big marquee names like that at the top. I get it. I get it. They have to. They put themselves in this situation. They have to. But the question is, how long is WWE going to survive under this current model? Ronda Rousey is not going to be around like WWE wants her to be around. How many years is Brock Lesnar going to continue doing what he's doing right now? After that, who do they have? Nobody. WWE is eventually going to have to look themselves in the mirror and realize that they have a major fucking problem. There's not one individual across both shows in that ro- in that division, the men's or women's division that is good enough outside the norm. Nowhere even close. Their tag team division sucks, their women's division sucks, and they fired over 200 fucking people, which most of them are having flourishing careers. With the other fucking company. WWE could be looking at a very, very bright future. They wiped it all away. Because this is what they want. This is what they need. Because of their failures to create new superstars. Braun Breaker's not going to be ready in a year. Tony D'Angelo's not going to be ready in a year. Whoever else they're thinking about down there... Grayson Waller, he's not going to be ready in a year. You just can't take these guys from NXT and put them on television on Monday and Friday night without replacing them on Tuesday. Who else is there? There is nobody. WWE thinks that they're going to be able to get away with this current formula for years and years to come. Goldberg's not going to be around anymore. is not going to be around. How many years do we have to see part-time wrestlers... Competing at a full time level at WrestleMania. As a fan, it's disgusting. I don't say it because I'm angry. I'm saying it because it's just wrong. We all want the company to flourish. We all want to see new. We all want to see fresh. We all want to see the future. When exactly does the future get a chance? Who is the future? I don't know. WWE's afraid of the the future. WWE's afraid of building new stars. They're so stuck in their own fucking bubble, their own universe, that nobody will ever be on the level of Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, Sasha, Alexa. Even the great Bianca Belair, everybody loves Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair ain't going to WrestleMania this year unless they do Rousey, And Charlotte Flair, which I don't think is the right move at all. And Bianca wins the Elimination Chamber to go battle Becky Lynch. I don't see that happening. Everybody was so high on Bianca Belair. Even Bianca Belair is not amongst the elite. WWE gave you a little little cookie crumbs. Some cookie crumbs about Bianca Belair, but they pulled that back quick. They gave you just enough to get excited And then they pulled it away from you. WWE has a major fucking problem. And I don't see many people talking about it. This Royal Rumble exposed a lot of what's going on. But all all they want to do. And then you got idiot fans. You got fucking dumb fans on social media who don't raise awareness about this. This is why I feel like I'm fighting a fucking battle all by myself. They rather hide their fucking roster problems and their their inability to create and their stagnant fucking TV shows. They rather hide it with smoke and mirrors to pretend like nothing is going on. Rematches after rematches after rematches every week. WWE going out there pretending like three tag teams is enough to call it a division. WWE going out there pretending that There's actual competition for Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Pretending that there's actually a women's division that exists outside of the four horsewomen. They try. But even then, it comes off as disingenuous. Nobody matches up. And when we want, the more we want, the more they fuck us over as a fan base. The more we want, the more they pull back. Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, Matt Riddle, you name it. You name it. WWE is not in the business of creating superstars. They'll do it when they're absolutely in dire need of new superstars. Right now, they're going to milk the Lesners and the Rouseys and the fucking god-awful women's division that they have. They're going to milk it for as long as they can until they finally come face to face with the fucking problem that I've been mentioning for the last 10 years. Only then they'll start to push and create new stars. But by that point, there'll be nobody left because they'll either be so fucking pissed off and have gone elsewhere or they have just killed whoever is there right now to a point where the fans don't give a shit about them. This Royal Rumble was fucking disappointing. What an awful fucking show. And I hate that I'm saying that because last year's was fucking good. I remember I had a good time. And the Rumble where McIntyre won it two years ago, that was one of the best produced Rumbles in years. WWE said, well, we're giving it to Lesnar and we're giving it to Rousey. We don't have to do much of anything we'll just go and book it as lazily as possible. Can't stand it, man. You guys got to open up. You guys got to open your fucking eyes. And for everybody that's out there claiming that AEW is is this or AEW is that and they they curse the company up and down. If you if you are out there claiming that you don't want AEW to exist, you want WWE to be the only The only game in town with shit like this? There's a reason why AEW exists. It's because people care enough to fucking put on a good show. And here I am thinking that with AEW around, WWE is going to step up their fucking game. AEW has been around for three years, and somehow WWE has gotten worse. That's the fucking sad thing. That is the sad thing. They exist because we needed an alternative. All of a sudden, WWE has become the other option. AEW has become the one true place where you can go and find professional wrestling. I don't know what the fuck I watched tonight. I don't know what I watched tonight. WWE needs to look themselves in the fucking mirror and get this shit right. Get it right. What matters is to make people look good on weekly television. What matters here is people being put over into star-making performances. Wins matter. The way you book creatively matters on television. When it comes to a situation like this and we get repetitive weeks after weeks after weeks of 50-50 booking, nobody looking or feeling special. People disappearing for weeks at a time to come back only to lose, win, lose, win on a weekly basis. You are doing nothing but proving me right. WWE sucks. Absolutely the shits tonight. As a fan, I'm just fucking disappointed, man. I really am. That crowd in St. Louis, the indifference to when Lesnar won the Royal Rumble, man, you just sensed that people are just fed up. They are fed up. They need and want something new. WWE keeps giving them the same shit. I don't think people wanted to see Lesnar. I think people accepted the fact that Lesnar was the only fucking option. But like I said, to see it play out compared to what we were talking about in the weeks leading up to it, it's a Much bigger thing. Much bigger thing. To see it play out actually was a lot worse than talking about it for the last four weeks. Both he and Ronda Rousey. We're going to go over the show. I got a lot to say about the Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins WWE Universal title match that opened the show. I loved everything about it, minus the ending. I don't completely hate the ending, but I also don't like the way that WWE set the tone early in their show with a bullshit ending when the crowd, all they wanted was a clean finish. Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix, ho-hum, ordinary formulaic garbage that came to its hopeful conclusion tonight, and we can now move Edge onto something a little bit more mature and something a little bit more serious going into WrestleMania. Becky Lynch and Doe Drop for the Raw Women's Championship. Completely dead crowd for what was a okay Women's Championship match. But during the match, something happened in the crowd that I don't know if it actually took the interest away from the crowd on the match or it was just nothing more than a lame excuse by the people online. Something happened during that match That somehow attracted people to what was going on instead of what DoDrop and Becky Lynch were doing in the ring. And then we'll go over both the men's and women's Royal Rumble. I'm going to go out there and say I actually think the women's Royal Rumble was better than the men's Royal Rumble this year. And I was very adamant that the women's Royal Rumble was the worst field of participants in any Royal Rumble that I've seen ever. And somehow, the Women's Royal Rumble ended up being better than the Men's Royal Rumble this year. Both divisions, the Men's and Women's divisions, have serious fucking problems. But whereas the Men's was just completely, completely dead, at least the women provided some storyline progression with some of the people that they put in that Royal Rumble tonight. So we'll go over exactly what that was, and we'll go over the entire show tonight on Off The Script. I appreciate you guys joining me right here on the podcast, man. We got 5,300 people in the OTS venue, man. I think we're at fucking maximum capacity for tonight's show, man. Seriously. Uh, Otis, I think you need to lock the doors, bro. I think you need to lock the doors, bro. We can't let any more people in, man. I I may not have any more cold beverages after this. It's great, man. I appreciate you guys so much, man. Thank you for spending your early, early Sunday mornings with me on the podcast. Follow me on social media. I'll make this quick. Follow follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Thank you to all the new followers, man. I appreciate you tweeting along with me tonight. Hit that subscribe button if you have not done so, man. We are in the venue Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and when pay-per-views are available for <coughs> premium live events. As they're calling them now, we are here every single week live during all the major shows off the script, the flagship podcast twice a week. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and join the number one live podcast every single night in the IWC man right here on off the Scripts. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. We got sixteen hundred likes on the live stream tonight, man. Normally, 1,000 is my minimum tonight. 2,500 is the minimum. If we can get to 3,000, I'd love to see it, man. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Go check out all the other videos and live streams that you might have missed on the channel, man. They're on the homepage. Ton of content, podcasts, live streams, you name it. Go and check it out. Go get your t-shirts. Bonfire.com. Tonight and Monday, and that's it. You guys can get 15% off anything on my online shop. That is J.D. Rumble for 15% off at checkout. That's code J.D. Rumble on bonfire.com. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. And you guys are going to use code SCRIPT20 to save 20% off and get some free shipping Right in time for Valentine's Day, man. You guys got to look your best and feel your best for Valentine's Day, man. You got two weeks. I'm going to help you get ready because Manscaped is sponsoring the show tonight. That's manscaped.com. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. It opened the show. I'll never forget. There was a report. Roman Reigns said, I either open or I close the show. I will not be on the card in the middle of the show. So Roman Reigns opened the show. And I was actually surprised by this. Actually, I shouldn't have been surprised. I really wasn't thinking about that. But then I, when I seen the match open the show, I'm like, oh, yeah, Roman did say that. Roman did actually. Well, I don't know if Roman did say it. I'm sure he said it to somebody in management, but it was reported that That's the way he feels. So this is the reason why this match opened the show. Roman Reigns came out, and he came out first. He's the champion. He does what he wants. Normally, I don't like the champion coming out first, but it's Roman Reigns. I'm not going to tell the guy what to do or what I think is best. Roman Reigns wants to do what he wants to do. Seth Rollins. I and, uh, Listen, I, I, I have attacked Seth Rollins on... A number of occasions for being somebody that doesn't care about the body of work that he does. Somebody that sits around and just obeys the orders that are given to him and he doesn't fight for what is right. And I always looked at him as being somebody that is just a yes man to WWE and doesn't fight for what is right or what makes sense or what is the correct booking. I felt like he wasn't a powerful voice in the company. For years, I looked down at Seth Rollins, and I'm like, it's not working. Whatever he's doing is not working, man. The Messiah gimmick not working. Felt like it was forced. I enjoyed some of it. I enjoyed the fact that he was with Buddy Murphy at the time, and he was feuding with Mysterio. That was during the whole pandemic at the Performance Center when Monday Night Raw was taking place in front of no fans. I felt like it was forced. And then all of a sudden, we see Seth Rollins, when fans come back, he starts to transform the gimmick. He's coming out in these, these crazy suits and he's the king of drip and he's almost a take on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I don't know if it's a mix of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or if it's you know heavily influenced by Joker. Batman's Joker. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I do get those vibes from Seth Rollins. He is doing the best work of his career right now. At least as a solo act. He's doing the best work of his career. The Shield will always be with us. The Shield will always remain in our hearts about all three of these guys. Man, The Shield, one of the greatest trios in WWE history, was Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. The mind games with Seth Rollins going into this match with Roman, they were very subtle. I beat you. You haven't beaten me. I did what I did to you, and yada, 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 bringing up the shield. And, you know, Rollins is relishing in the fact that he turned on his brothers way back when Roman's upset about it. Rollins put down the bloodline. Roman, his title reign, his family, his father, getting under the skin, getting in the head of Roman Reigns. So clearly this was Seth Rollins playing mind games with Roman. Tonight may have been the absolute, most epic mind game of all for Seth Rollins. This man comes out second with Roman in the ring already. And all of a sudden we hear the old shield music, the old original shield music. And Rollins is walking down through the crowd wearing the old school shield riot gear. He gets down to the barricade, and Rollins back in the day had a very unique entrance apart from everybody else that was in the Shield, Moxley and Roman Reigns. He got to the barricade, and when they were in the Shield, he used to dive over the barricade. He dove over the barricade tonight and started cackling in that great Seth Rollins laugh of his. He got in the ring and was ready to go with Roman Reigns wearing the Shield riot gear. I don't really get chills a lot when I watch pro wrestling. I think the last time I legitimately got chills was when Daniel Bryan won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. That's when I got chills. The other time I got chills personally calling matches for House of Glory were with Ricochet and The Amazing Red and what those two guys did in a 30-minute barn burner. I don't get chills when I watch professional wrestling a lot. Legitimately. I mean, I could go back to my NXT days. I got chills every fucking takeover. That really doesn't count because those were the best shows that WWE were producing. Some of the best shows that WWE has ever produced were those takeover shows. So that's not really, that's not really a good example. But legitimately, those moments, I got legitimate chills watching Rollins come down the aisle or the, the entranceway there with the, with the crowd with the old chill music. I thought it was great. It was fantastic. WWE actually, they felt cool in this one moment. And this match, because of that, felt like a bigger deal. So, the announcers here were playing up the fact of the mind games with Seth Rollins. And Rollins had consecutive dives on the outside, but Reigns cut him off early. Started punching him in the face. Did his signature drive-by on the outside. Rollins blocked a Superman punch on the outside. Hit a great-looking one-man shield powerbomb on Roman Reigns through the announce table. The table exploded. It made a great sound. Rollins was in complete control. He rolls Reigns into the ring. He goes up top. Frog Splash only gets Rollins a two-count. Rollins blocked a spear thereafter. He hit a buckle bomb and a curb stomp. For a very close near fall. This was my favorite part of the entire match. There was a moment here where Reigns was beating down Rollins. Rollins started to make a comeback. The crowd was incredibly high on Seth Rollins here. Really were behind Seth Rollins. Rollins blocked a spear. He then follows up with a buckle bomb in the corner on Reigns. Hits a curb stomp on Reigns... Hooks the leg, and I legitimately thought that Seth Rollins was going to win the WWE Universal Championship in this spot. Easily the best part of the in-ring action was this sequence. The buckle bomb, the blocking of the spear, then the buckle bomb, and then the stomp. The crowd wanted it. They popped big for the false finish. And I will say this about Seth Rollins, man. When Rollins is on... His offense in the sequences that he does is some fucking great shit, man. That near fall was fantastic. I legitimately thought we had a new champion. So kudos to both of these guys. So Rollins seemed to be going for another stomp, but Reigns turned him inside out. And all of a sudden, Reigns started to come back against Rollins. Hammering away with forearms. Hit a power bomb of his own. Reigns didn't appreciate that Rollins was laughing at him, so he did some more forearms. Rollins caught him in a choke. Reigns countered that into another powerbomb. Reigns drove Rollins into the steel post, into the barricade, hit a Superman punch. Reigns hit a spear on the outside. He went for a spear as he rolled. Rollins, back in the ring, went for another spear. Rollins countered Roman's spear attempt into a pedigree. That looked awesome. So then he goes into the corneries. He's revving up sweet shin music. And the crowd is chanting, burn it down with every stomp of his boot on the mat. Burn it down. Reigns blocked whatever Rollins was going to do. Big time counters here. Reigns counters enough to land a spear on Seth Rollins. Before Reigns could go for a cover, Rollins is laughing at him. Laughing at him. Laughing at him. He gets up. He sits up. And then he puts his hand out. And he wants Roman to do the old shield fist bump. Rollins is continuing to laugh. Reigns instead applied a guillotine. Rollins is in the middle of the ring being choked out by Roman Reigns. All of a sudden, Rollins is powering up. He's powering up out of the guillotine. One after another, moving closer and closer to the ring ropes. All of a sudden, he's fingertips away from the ring ropes. And he was about to fade. Charles Robinson takes his arm and basically aids Rollins to get to the ring ropes. He takes his arm and he's dropping it to see if he's still alive, still breathing, still able to compete. And Charles Robinson aids Seth Rollins in getting to the ropes. I'm looking at this and I'm like, how blatantly fucking obvious was that of Charles Robinson. What are you doing? Why? The best visual that WWE could have done there is Rollins inch closer and closer and closer to the ropes, and the visual of him literally fingernails away from reaching the rope. And then all of a sudden, his arm and his hand go limp, and he passes out. What would have been so bad if Rollins passed out from the guillotine choke? WWE has Charles Robinson aid Rollins to get to the rope. Roman Reigns is fucking pissed off, and he doesn't release the guillotine. Charles Robinson issues a five-count. Roman Reigns does not break the hold. Roman Reigns gets intentionally disqualified. Seth Rollins wins the match, not the title, via disqualification. After the match is over, Reigns grabbed a chair and he hit Rollins in the back the same way that Rollins did to Reigns when he turned initially the night of the shield breaking up. Same exact thing. Reigns repeatedly hit Rollins with the chair until the chair began to break into pieces. Reigns was booed loudly here by the St. Louis crowd. How much of that was booing Roman Reigns? I don't know. How much of that was legitimate frustration from the fans because they wanted to see a clear-cut winner in this match? I don't know. Probably a mixture of both. WWE fucked up the ending to what was an incredible match between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. If you want my honest opinion, if this was given the proper build to tell the story that they need to tell... This is a WrestleMania main event in itself. After what I saw here tonight, and obviously the lore and the history of the Shield and where these two guys are now in their careers, this is a WrestleMania main event in itself. But clearly that won't happen. WWE shit on the fans in St. Louis right from the word go within the first half an hour. That crowd was ready for a clear-cut winner. Reigns, in my honest opinion, looks like a coward for doing what he did to Seth Rollins tonight. And Roman Reigns has been anything but a coward. He hasn't taken those cheap ways out to win, right? Not really all that much. Yeah, you got the Usos interfering on his behalf every fucking time. But Roman Reigns is not the character that is a cowardly heel. He was out there without the Usos. Why does he need to stoop to that cheap tactic to win or keep his title, rather he lost to keep his title tonight against Seth Rollins. Now, I'm not going to shit on the ending too much, but this is stereotypical WWE in progress here. You're watching very stereotypical WWE. They have the Elimination Chamber coming up. They have the Elimination Chamber coming up in Saudi Arabia in three weeks, February 19th. Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble. So he's going to challenge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship, which that means Brock Lesnar will be challenging for the SmackDown title. There will be two chamber matches. One chamber match is going to be for the Raw men. Because now we need to find out who wrestles Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. I don't know who's going to be in there. Maybe we'll find out on Raw. But that is one elimination chamber That is set to take place. Now, I don't know who Ronda Rousey is going to wrestle. It could be Charlotte because Fox wants Ronda on SmackDown, on Fox. But she could also challenge Becky Lynch, which is the match I think the majority of us, if we had to choose, the majority of us want to see that match. So then that means if Ronda goes for Becky, then the SmackDown women will get the Elimination Chamber for the women. Roman Reigns is not defending the Universal Championship. Inside the Elimination Chamber. And neither is Bobby Lashley with the WWE Championship. So what I'm trying to get at is here, Roman Reigns doesn't have an opponent for Saudi Arabia. They did what they did tonight to continue this story with Rollins and Reigns for the next three weeks, to move it on into Saudi, have it take place at the Elimination Chamber, and then have Reigns beat Rollins there clean. Reigns needs an opponent. If you can come up with a better opponent right now for Roman Reigns, I'd love to hear it. The thing is, you'll be thinking a very, very, very long time. Seth Rollins is the only one. So that's why they gave this match great in-ring action with a fuck finish. Because they need Roman to defend that title at Saudi Arabia in the Elimination Chamber, pay-per-view, against Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns will be defending the title against Seth Rollins. That's it. That's what they did here. I don't have to like the ending, but this is WWE's way of getting a match out of these two in a rematch.
1: There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. As far
0: as Rollins is concerned, you know, it's only going to end up the way that we all know it's going to end up. He's going to lose. So then what does he do? So then he's got all of March and two weeks in February to find out where he will be placed at WrestleMania. He's doing this thing with Reigns right now. And what is Rollins going to do at WrestleMania? What is Rollins going to do at WrestleMania? Who is he going to wrestle at WrestleMania? There really isn't a clear cut answer coming out of Monday Night Raw. They don't have any clear-cut answers coming out of Monday Night Raw. That's the scary fucking thing. You could put him in there against anybody. We've seen Rollins versus Edge. We've seen Rollins versus Balor. We've seen Rollins versus legitimately anybody. If he loses to Roman, you can't put him on Monday Night Raw to go after Bobby Lashley, and a match with Bobby Lashley does not interest anybody whatsoever with Seth Rollins. Maybe you put him with AJ Styles. I don't know. Seth Rollins seems to be doing the best work of his career, and he seems to be getting the short end of the stick because of WWE creative. First, he, didn't, he never got his one-on-one match with Big E while he was WWE champion. That became a clusterfuck of nonsense. Now he gets a one-on-one match for the other championship because he wasn't given a one-on-one match with Big E. He gets fucked out of this one. He's eventually going to lose to Roman Reigns anyway in this feud, and then has question mark at WrestleMania. At what point do we say... When is Seth Rollins going to get his fair shake? This is what WWE does when they put all their regs in one basket. They're so concerned about Ronda Rousey, and they're so concerned about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar that they're forgetting half of the other fucking matches at WrestleMania. Yeah, they got the two main events, but what are you going to do on your way to those main events? You have nothing planned right now, and nothing, honestly, from me to you stands out. Nothing stands out. So I get why they did this ending. I just don't like the fact that there wasn't a clear-cut winner. I wanted a clear-cut winner. Clearly, that crowd wanted a clear-cut winner. The attack on Roman clearly continues this, uh, the attack by Roman, rather, continues this feud. The match itself was fantastic. Easily, easily the best thing on the show. And we're going to get it again. So Roman's got Rollins to deal with and Brock Lesnar. We'll see what happens on Friday night. The women's Royal Rumble match came next. This was one of the more disappointing Royal Rumble fields. And I've mentioned this for weeks now. The fact that WWE had to bring back so many different divas and one-timers, one-time appearances, part-timers, if you want to call them. It's An injustice to what WWE had with their women's revolution. It's not a women's revolution anymore. The women's revolution is dead. The women's division in WWE only consists of five women. Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey when she comes back. And Bianca has been thrown in there to kind of fill in for when Bailey has been out. And has filled in for Alexa because Alexa went on hiatus as well. But now that Bayley's coming back and Alexa's back on TV, don't know what she's doing. Maybe she's transforming herself into the goddess Alexa Bliss again and shedding this fucking female Wyatt bullshit. Bianca's going to be moved down the ladder. She's going to be moved down the ladder of importance. I just wait and see what happens with that when people want to cry that Bianca Belair should be pushed and she's not and everybody else is bypassing her and WWE let her down. What did I tell you? She has not recovered from the 26 seconds that WWE did to her at SummerSlam against Becky Lynch. She has not and will not for a very long time. But WWE's not helping the women's division cause by doing Summer Rae and Kelly Kelly and Michelle McCool and Lita and Molly Holly and Ivory and Cameron Molina. They're not doing the women's division, any favors. It's quite sad, to be honest with you. Sasha Banks came back on Friday. She came back and she attacked Charlotte Flair, so that might have been a seed planted for where WWE goes with WrestleMania. She came out number one. I'm like, all right, if there's one woman in this Royal Rumble that is good enough to go the distance, It's Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks should have won the Royal Rumble based on her ring attire alone. She came out looking like Sailor Moon. Better than Sailor Moon ever could. So shout out to Mikaze for that unbelievable design, man. Mikaze's wife looked incredible tonight. Sasha looked incredible. I'm happy that she's back. I'm not happy what WWE did to her in the Royal Rumble at all which is kind of confusing because she was eliminated in very Daniel Bryan-esque fashion on this show, almost mirroring the same reaction that Bryan gave all those years ago when he was eliminated from the Royal Rumble in 2015, right? Mirroring his image outside, sitting in disgust. And I find it very bizarre that WWE did Sasha so dirty and then at the end of the show gave you this four-minute vignette and video package on Sasha Banks as if they were inducting her into the Hall of Fame. Some people in the chat say say that that she's still hurt. If she was hurt, she wouldn't be in the Royal Rumble. WWE wouldn't have put her in the Royal Rumble if she was hurt. She wasn't hurt. She was brought back because WWE wanted her in the Royal Rumble. She comes out at number one. Melina Comes out at number two. She got the red carpet entrance. She got the paparazzi. And that's all that she did. The crowd popped because Melina did her very, very, very eye-opening and popular entrance where she bounces up and down in the split-legged position on the ring apron. Probably one of the best things about the entire fucking show. And then the bell rings. Sasha and Melina are there, they're emotional, they're crying, they're happy to see each other, they're happy to be in the ring with each other, and unfortunately, Melina was eliminated in about 60 seconds by Sasha Banks. Imagine being Melina and being flown in for the Royal Rumble in St. Louis, and all they think of you is, yes, let me... Have Melina in the Royal Rumble. All you're set to do in this Royal Rumble match is bounce up and down on the ring apron and shake your ass in front of the 44,000 people that are there. I hope that payday was worth it. I heard rumors of Melina coming back a couple of years ago. I believe Mike Johnson from PW Insider reported it, and she shot him down. I don't know what happened there, but I certainly hope that Melina said fuck you to WWE because she knew exactly how WWE would book her. If this is any indication about what WWE thinks of Melina, I would never want to come back. Goodbye. Hopefully, WWE took care of you for the entire weekend, man. 60 seconds is not worth my fucking time to show up and be embarrassed like Melina was tonight in the Rumble. Tamina was number three. Sasha Banks went at her, gave her a meteora off the apron. She entered. She did not go over the top rope. They went to the outside. Banks tried to eliminate Tamina, but she was fighting back, and Sasha Banks was on the defensive. All of a sudden, Kelly Kelly enters at number four. You know, WWE legend, apparently, Kelly Kelly. I'd love for somebody out there to tell me exactly what Kelly Kelly's done in WWE. The only thing I know is that she dated Test, and that was it. Kelly, Kent, Kelly Kelly entered at number four. She got some offense on Tamina. Big spinning back kick, and that was pretty much it. She botched terribly a head scissor takedown. Aliyah entered at number five. Liv Morgan entered at number six. Zelina Vega entered at number seven. So the only one eliminated here was, up until this point, Miss Molina. Zelina Vega... Ended up eliminating Sasha Banks. I believe Tamina and Sasha Banks were tangling on the outside, right? So Sasha was on the ring apron over the ropes. Tamina was there. Tamina moved out of the way because I believe Sasha was kind of punching away at her. Zelina Vega comes out of nowhere and boots Sasha in the midsection and knocks Sasha to the ground, and Sasha Banks is eliminated from the Royal Rumble. WWE really, really wanting to piss the fans off. The Rollins ending with Reigns pissed people off. Sasha Banks was an odds-on favorite to win this entire match, even go the distance at number one. A lot of people would have loved to see that. And Sasha Banks was eliminated. She barely lasted 10 minutes in this Royal Rumble match. A complete fucking injustice. Now... I don't know if Sasha is still legit hurt. I don't think WWE would risk further injury to somebody that they absolutely, desperately need on SmackDown to put her in the Royal Rumble and get more hurt. I don't know. I doubt it. WWE brought her back because she was cleared to go. And they figured, you know what? Sasha Banks in the Royal Rumble can give this overly hyped and overbooked fucking bullshit Women's Royal Rumble some much-needed star power, and she was eliminated. I, I don't get the mentality of people there that produced this Rumble. I'm going to be very interested to see who produced and, and, and booked this Royal Rumble. Normally, it's the same cast of characters every year. Jeff Jarrett, uh, Shane McMahon, Shane, uh, I don't know if it's Shane Helms or uh, I, I don't know who, who else is uh, Abyss, right? The same cast of characters booked the Royal Rumble the last couple of years. They've done an admirable job with the last couple of ones. I've enjoyed them. This year was fucking terrible. I don't know how anybody in that Royal Rumble could look themselves in the mirror and say, yeah, man, we did a great job. Without Sasha Banks in that Royal Rumble, the entire Rumble suffered with star, without star power, without her star power, until Ronda Rousey got into the Royal Rumble. Charlotte was there. Bianca was in there. Star power was needed in that Royal Rumble. I don't know why she couldn't have lasted 20, 30 minutes before getting eliminated. Why didn't it need to be less than 10 minutes? I don't know who she pissed off, man, but maybe Sasha wins the Elimination Chamber and goes on to wrestle Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Maybe she gets that elusive WrestleMania win this year. Because right now, what is she? What is she, Owen 4, Owen 5 at WrestleMania? Or Owen 6? What is she at WrestleMania, chat? Owen 7? Something like that. She hasn't won one fucking match at WrestleMania. She's got the reverse Undertaker shriek going on. So Sasha Banks was eliminated by Zelina Vega. Awful. Absolutely awful. Bianca Belair came in at number eight. She was a house on fire right from the word go. Dana Brooke came in at number nine. Michelle McCool entered at number 10. She went right after Dana Brooke. And Dana Brooke was eliminated by Michelle McCool, but Reginald, 0-6, the chat says. Sasha Banks is 0-6 at WrestleMania. I think she's due for a win. Michelle McCool eliminated Dana Brooke, Brooke, but uh, Reginald was on the outside, and she fell right into Reginald's arms, or Reggie's arms, and he put her back into the Royal Rumble match. So Michelle McCool goes after Zelina, She gave Zelina a stylist clash before fully eliminating Dana Brooke, which kind of made the spot with Reggie useless because all she did was go right back at Dana Brooke and eliminate her anyway. Sonia DeVille entered at number 11. Sonia DeVille really surprised me on Friday night in her match against Naomi. And Naomi was the other woman that I had high hopes for in this women's Royal Rumble. Sasha was always an odds-on favorite. I love Sasha. If Sasha didn't win it, I was saying, I wouldn't mind Naomi winning the Royal Rumble. I think Naomi winning the Royal Rumble would be sweet, poetic justice for a lot of us that have wanted to see Naomi. And Naomi's gotten a lot better in recent weeks, man. She's had some nice showcase matches against Charlotte Flair. She had a great match with Sonya Deville on Friday Night SmackDown this past week. Sonia. I want to see more of her on SmackDown, more of her in the ring and not wearing the jacket being a uh, executive or pretending to be management on SmackDown. Nobody wants to see that. And I think she is much more needed in the ring than backstage doing what Adam Pearce can do on both Monday and Friday. We don't need Sonya Deville to tag along to do nothing. She comes in at number 11. She had her jacket on. Her ring gear looks great. She walks down the aisle and she does not get in the ring. She goes to sit next to Corey Graves on commentary and she's doing commentary. Byron Saxton was grilling her on commentary. Why aren't you in the match? Sony's like, I have my jacket on. I'll go in when I want. So here WWE is clearly doing the reverse. Someone hiding underneath the ring and pretending like they're hiding from everybody. And wait till they pick their spot with Sony Deville. But instead, Sony is out there. Everybody can see her. I don't know why the referees didn't go over there and order her in the ring. It's fucking illogical stupidity. That's what it is. She's management because she's got the jacket on. What is she, Frodo fucking Baggins with the ring? Yeah, you put the ring on, and all of a sudden you become invisible. The fuck are you, stupid? I've never seen... Such stupidity in my entire life, man. How does this make the fucking final script? I'd be looking at this if I'm a writer. I'm like, all because she's got a jacket on? The referees are not going to go over there and order her into the match? She's an official participant in a match that determines the number one contender for the women's championship. It's unbelievable. I'm not watching Lord of the Rings, motherfucker. I'm watching the Royal Rumble. Ah, my precious. (laughs) Give me a break. Give me a break. Get in the ring and wrestle. Where's Adam Pearce? Did he fall asleep? Did they throw him into Mount Doom instead of the fucking ring? Oh, my goodness. Sonya Devilla's outside. She's got the jacket on. She's a WWE official. So they're going at her, and she's going to pick her spots. Natalya entered at number 12. Everybody got up and went to go find something else to do. Natalya was in the Royal Rumble. I don't know how many people she put asleep tonight, but uh, I'm sure it's in the thousands. Belair tried eliminating her, but Tamina made the save. Natalya tried dumping Tamina over the top rope, and Belair as well. So this was a 2 for one -er. She tried to dump both of these ladies over the top rope, but Tamina fell out as Belair hanged on. And she stayed in the match. So Tamina was eliminated. Tamina lasted twice as long as Sasha Banks. On what fucking planet is that okay to anybody? Tamina lasted twice as long as Sasha Banks in the Women's Royal Rumble. I find that to be quite embarrassing, if you ask me. So she's eliminated. Funk is on a roll, right? Cameron comes in, number 13. Oh, my goodness, man, Cameron. She comes skipping down the aisle. The sight of Cameron on my television, man, makes my goddamn skin crawl just to hear that fucking theme music. Makes my goddamn skin crawl, man. She's coming down the aisle, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. If I was to rank women's... I don't even want to call them wrestlers. If I was to, if I was to rank women's divas from worst to absolutely the worst, Cameron is absolutely on that list, man. It's Eva Marie... And then Cameron, number two, gotta be, gotta be. You know, Cameron was actually trying out for AEW, man. I wonder why Tony Khan didn't return her phone call. This is why she is putrid, putrid. Cameron is the real life green puking emoji. That's Cameron. That's Cameron. Let me see a bunch of green puking emojis in the chat, man. That's Cameron here tonight in the Royal Rumble. She got a a little bit of offense here. I I think she did uh, a head scissor takedown, and she was celebrating as if she lasted 30 minutes in the ring with fucking Sasha Banks. Head scissor takedown. She's like showing off. Okay, I could go watch fucking some rinky-dink independent promotion watching some fucking loser that's got six weeks experience do the same fucking thing, and you're you're, you're, you're celebrating in front of the crowd. Okay, great. You did a pro wrestling move. Congratulations. (laughs) So she's in there. She's getting a little moment. Sonya Deville gets up. Sonya Deville gets up, and she finally uh, decides to get into the match. So Deville... She drove Cameron into the ring post and then eliminated her, making quick work of Cameron. And the only reason why she went after Cameron was because this is somebody that is friends with Naomi. So I actually liked that. That was actually the highlight of the Royal Rumble so far through 12-13. Through 13 entrants so far. Sony getting up, taking the jacket off, and eliminating cameraman. I loved it. I loved it. So far, Sony Deville's the MVP of the Women's Royal Rumble. Naomi entered at number 14, and Naomi went to go check on Cameron on the outside after Sony eliminated her. They brawled in the ring, and Naomi got in there and gave... Sonya Deville, a huge jump-up kick before kicking her out of the ring for an elimination. Naomi eliminated Sonya Deville in the Royal Rumble. Goodbye, Sonya. Naomi got the win on Friday, and she gets the elimination here on Royal Rumble Saturday. Good stuff. I'm like, all right, maybe Naomi lasts up until the end of the Royal Rumble. Maybe, Maybe she has a legit shot. Here, right? Carmella comes in at number 15. She did not enter the ring. Another one that doesn't want to enter the ring. Corey Graves is busting a load on commentary because his wife is in the Royal Rumble. Rhea Ripley is number 16. Carmella is still on the outside putting on her fucking mask. She looks like Leo DiCaprio in Man of the Iron Mask. It's fucking Ridiculous. So much bullshit in these Royal Rumbles, man. And they want to know why the women's division is fucking terrible. So she's still not in the ring. Rhea Ripley comes out at number 16. Rhea Ripley has been a complete disaster on WWE television. No momentum whatsoever. A Royal Rumble showing for Rhea Ripley was not going to save her at all. Zelina and Natalya teamed up on Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Then takes care of Natalia, throws her to the side. She focuses on Zelina and Carmella because Carmella finally decided to get back into the ring and wrestle or wrestle. Use that term loosely, right? Rhea Ripley eliminated Zelina and Carmella who are both your women's tag team champions. She eliminated both of these women who were on the apron with a single drop kick. Some great tag team champions you got there, Bruce. Eliminated by Rhea Ripley. So much for those tag team championships. Awful. Get rid of them. Your champions are nothing more than a fucking joke. How soon before we get the Bella Twins holding those tag team championships? I say six weeks. So we got Charlotte Flair entering at number 17. Charlotte eliminated Aaliyah. With this ridiculous new fucking gimmick she's got. Aaliyah 317. They actually made merchandise for Aaliyah after she beat Natalia in three seconds. 3.17 seconds to be exact. So Aaliyah lasted about, uh, what, 20 minutes? She didn't get one single fucking elimination. Not one elimination. So in my eyes, Aaliyah didn't really have a good showing at the Royal Rumble. She did nothing. Nobody even knew she was in there. Nobody knew who she was. Nobody knew that she was even in there. And She didn't eliminate one single fucking person in this thing. So how good of a showing did Aaliyah have tonight? None. None. Now she'll go back to catering and be barely used on SmackDown like she usually has been doing. So Charlotte eliminated Aaliyah. Charlotte almost eliminated Naomi, but Naomi saved herself from certain elimination. She teased doing something crazy to keep herself in the match, but she was on the apron. And she was about to crawl back into the ring. Sonya Deville, where she was, I don't know. She wasn't on commentary. So she must have been hanging around, still pissed off over the fact that Naomi eliminated her. She pulls Naomi out of the ring and she eliminates Naomi after she herself has already been eliminated. So goodbye, Naomi. I figured, you know what? Maybe we sell Naomi and Sonya in this thing to be a big deal. And we get those two women to be the final two in the Royal Rumble. No creativity. None. We got to give everything to the part-timers because WWE failed to build up anybody else. Do you know how epic it would have been if Sonya and Naomi actually put in a full day's work in the Royal Rumble and it came down to Naomi and Sonya Deville in the Royal Rumble as the final two, and Naomi eliminates Sonia Deville to go on to WrestleMania. I would have loved to see that because it would have been something new. Now, but we got to give Ronda WrestleMania because Naomi and everybody else in that Royal Rumble doesn't have the name value and the name recognition and the marketability of a Ronda Rousey. It's sad. WWE is. Fucking themselves over. And fucking these matches up. Handicapping themselves in these matches to tell great stories. They're there. They are there. And they don't tell them. How much more do we got to see Naomi and Sonya Deville go at it? It's over. It ended on Friday. Naomi got her victory. And then Naomi eliminated Sonya tonight. How much more do we need to see? I don't even know why the fuck they're feuding. I don't know why they are even feuding at this point. Why? What's the issue? Has Sonya ever described to us why she hates Naomi so much? Maybe she dislikes Cameron and the people Naomi hangs around with. I don't know. And if that's the case, I don't blame her. Not one single reason. So Naomi was eliminated. Ivory entered at number 18. We got right to censor uh, Ivory in the match. She comes out wearing the the uh, black dress and the white button-up shirt with the bow tie. She's got a microphone in her hand. She's cutting a promo. Man, I don't know, and, and kudos to her, man. Kudos to her, man. If, if anybody knows the secrets... It's Ivory, okay? It looks like she hasn't aged a fucking day, Ivory, man. I legitimately thought I was back in the Attitude Era when she walked out. I'm like, ah, did she find the Fountain of Youth somewhere? What's going on? She looks great. She looks great. It's almost as if WWE plucked her out of the fucking WWE network catalog and put her into the 2022 Royal Rumble. It's unbelievable. So Ivory was talking about the women in the match. She is talking about all the little girls in this Royal Rumble match so far, how lost they are, how things have not changed and she's not surprised how things have gotten worse, which I absolutely agree Rhea Ripley eliminated Ivory immediately as she continued to rant on the microphone and Ivory then yelled, how dare you at Rhea Ripley as she was laying on the floor after being eliminated. Imagine being Ivory and Melina who lasted about six seconds in the fucking Royal Rumble match. Man, that payday really, really, really must've been good. And if not good, desperately needed. I would've told them to shove the fucking middle finger right here, right up their fucking asshole. For a six second spot in the Royal Rumble. I mean, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, we can't get a Cora Jade in the Royal Rumble or a Raquel Gonzalez in the Royal Rumble or an Io Shirai in the Royal Rumble. What about Zaylee? Lee? Right? You wanna put Zia Lee in the fucking SmackDown graphic, right? Doing all this other fucking shit. Where's Zaylee? Lee? Where's Zia Lee with her fucking lightning bolts coming out as she's doing Ninja Turtles in the fucking aisleway? Where is she? Ivory was more valuable than Xia Lee, Somebody that is a relative unknown on the roster, right? She didn't deserve an opportunity in the Royal Rumble. Indy Hartwell. What about Mandy Rose? Ivory more valuable than Mandy Rose, right? I don't know. Dakota Kai. Anybody on NXT, really. I don't give a fuck who you are. Put him in there. Put him in there. Ivory got eliminated. So Brie Bella comes out at number 19. All the fucking uh, geeks in the crowd reacted. You can look, but you can't touch. No, I don't want to look, and I don't want to touch. I don't even want you in the fucking ring. Get out of here. So she comes out. She did yes chance. Crowd was popping big because clearly this is Brian's wife. Then all of a sudden, we got Mickey Sellout James coming out to Hardcore Country, right? Hardcore Country. Mickey James comes out wearing the Impact Women's Championship. He's skipping to the ring. And she's in there. McCool meets Mickey right at the top. And they go after each other and went right after her. But James eliminated Michelle McCool. This was the only elimination that Mickey James had in the Royal Rumble. Comes out at number 20. Everybody was like, oh, forbidden door, forbidden door. WWE's got the forbidden door. Impact's partnership with WWE is greater than the AEW partnership. Some people were claiming, I, I, my head wanted to explode with the fucking terrible views on social media. i seen one fucking half-witted moron on social media saying that WWE allowing Mickie James to walk to the aisle winning the Impact Women's Championship was greater than anything Tony Khan did for the women's division over in, in Impact Wrestling. I'm sorry, maybe you are not watching the shows clearly. I I, I clearly remember... Thunder Rosa coming up uh, as a surprise opponent for Deanna Perrazzo when she was still the Impact Women's Championship. Does that not count? Does that not count? Oh, what about Empower? Right? Didn't Mickey James run an NWA pay-per-view called Empower? An all-women show? Didn't Tony Khan Give Mickey James and NWA access to the women's roster on AEW? Man, Tony Khan, uh, he's not helping anybody, apparently. AEW didn't help Impact? Oh, I'm sorry. Who, who was the AEW champion? Oh, yeah, it was Kenny Omega, right? He was the AEW champion, the belt collector, right? Impact didn't get helped out by Kenny Omega, right? AEW didn't help out Impact. Uh, I, I remember very clearly the sounds, the beautiful sounds, the, 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 the melodious tones of Moro Ronaldo calling a match with Kenny Omega and Rich Swann during the summer last year on pay-per-view, which, by the way, was Impact's highest pay-per-view buy rate in 15 years. Do you think Rich Swann did that? <laughs> no, that was Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega was thrown over there because Tony Khan allowed it to happen. So, when people tell me that AEW did nothing for impact, they clearly are a bunch of fucking retards. Legitimately. I hate using that word, but that's exactly what they are. So, Mickey James, Mickey sellout James is in the Royal Rumble. Everybody's like, oh, forbidden door, forbidden door. There's no forbidden door. It will never exist. Never exist. So, Alicia Fox, who by the way is uh, not a legend. Alicia Fox. She's got new tattoos. I actually like the look. It looks good on her. She comes out at number 21. Not a legend. Alicia Fox is out there. Nikki T R A S H comes out at number 22. Nikki entered through the crowd because as soon as Nikki's music hit, Rhea Ripley, like a dumbass. <laughs> looking for Nikki Ash coming down the aisle. Meanwhile, she has her back turned to the entire field of women in this Royal Rumble, waiting for Nikki Ash to come down the aisle. How stupid can one be? Nikki comes from behind. She tries to eliminate Rhea Ripley as she comes through the crowd, and Rhea Ripley fought her off. Summer Rae comes out at number 23. She went right after Natalia because they had this Fucking thing, a verbal war of words on social media. They slapped each other right before Summer knocked her down with a roundhouse kick. She's doing another one of these as if she just won the fucking gold medal in the Olympics. You did a roundhouse kick in the Royal Rumble, Miss Ray. I don't know what the fucking celebration's for. Charlotte knocked Summer Ray down as she posed, and then Natalia eliminated Summer in 60 seconds. You know, a lot of people on social media asked. Why is WWE proclaiming that Summer Rae is a legend on WWE television? What exactly has she done that warrants the term legend? I'm here to tell you folks that tonight, Summer Rae made her first move towards being a legend. Tonight was the one thing that I can honestly and genuinely tell you. She finally did something legendary. She removed herself in 60 seconds from this match and made everybody incredibly happy. That is what I call legendary. I love it. Goodbye. Nikki Bella comes out, number 24. She gets in the ring. She hits some offense. She was cut off by Air after a short stint. Bree saved her, and then they teamed up. With Alicia Fox, Bella's posed with Fox before kicking her out of the ring. And goodbye, Miss Alicia Fox, who, by the way, is not a legend in any way, shape, or form, or capacity at all. In this promotion, in that promotion, even in a video game as a creative character, she's not a legend. So, cut the shit. So, Nikki Bella and the Bella Twins... They eliminate Alicia Fox. Sarah Logan makes her return to the WWE. Coming out at number 25, she was dressed as a Viking and she looked good. Logan hit a few moves before having a nice moment with Liv Morgan. Everything kind of stopped around them and they looked at each other and they wanted to hug and they were crying. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, the former uh, Riot Squad members in the ring. (laughs) Right? All of a sudden, they get taken out. That did not last a second. So they were eliminated by the Bella Twins. So uh, I'm still waiting for all the geeks out there that think Liv Morgan's going to be pushed towards the Raw Women's Championship. Man, WWE really must be high on Liv Morgan if they had both Brie and Nikki Bella eliminate her in the Royal Rumble, right? I'm sure Liv is going to be justified. And no, we're not getting Sarah Logan returning to the WWE to team up with Liv Morgan against the Bella Twins. Nobody gives a shit at all. So Logan and Liv Morgan are gone. Lita, answer that number 27, man. I love Lita's theme music. That's the one thing I, I really enjoyed here, man. I heard the sound of Lita's theme music. I'm like, man, that, that brings me back to good days, you know? I love that theme music. I'm glad they didn't change it. Can you imagine Lita with a deaf rebel theme music? Oh my goodness. Lita immediately comes out, gets a good reaction. Crowd pops for uh, big for Lita. She eliminates Mickey James. So clearly, Mickey James was in there for what? There was uh, she came out at number 20, she lasted six positions in the Royal Rumble with one elimination on Michelle McCool. An innocent inclusion in the Royal Rumble. Mickey James, she got the Impact title on WWE television. This does nothing for eyeballs on Mickey James. This is what I find funny. This is what I find funny, man. All these fucking Impact elitists that got uh, half a fucking brain. Oh, Impact is going to be put over big by WWE tonight. Mickey James being in that Royal Rumble and the belt that she was wearing fucking went up in smoke when Ronda Rousey won the Royal Rumble. So for 10 entrants in the Royal Rumble, you and Impact and Mickie James were talked about for about 15 fucking minutes. After Ronda Rousey came out, goodbye, man. Impact's title was made to look like a fucking rubber belt I can find in Walmart for $9.99. Nobody gave a shit. Give me a break. Mickie James being in the Royal Rumble did nothing for Impact. WWE doesn't have a forbidden door and Mickey James is a fucking sellout. Lita eliminates Mickey James. They were not going to have a full-time WWE superstar like a Charlotte or a Bianca Belair or anybody like that. Eliminate Mickey James. So this was an innocent elimination. This was an elimination by somebody that isn't a full-time performer and back probably for a one-off. That's it. So she's eliminated by Mickey James. Molly Holly, she came out as Mighty Holly, Mighty Molly Holly, and she ended at number twenty-seven. She was attacked by Nikki T R A S H on the outside. I thought Mickey, uh, not Mickey. I thought uh, Nikki, Mickey, Nikki, Molly. All these fucking ridiculous characters, man. Nikki was on the outside. She was hiding in wait because she wanted to attack the other superhero in this match, and she took out Mighty Molly. And threw her into the steel steps on the outside. Nikki then shoved her into the ring and then threw her over the top rope and eliminated Mighty Molly. Ronda Rousey comes out at number 28 to a big, big time reaction. And Ronda was not dressed as Roddy Piper cosplay. She came out looking to fucking fight. She wore black jeans, she was dressed in all black. And she had a tank top underneath her shirt that said, baddest. Ronda looked great. Ronda looked great. Her in-ring? Ronda looked rusty. And Ronda didn't really do much of anything, man. Ronda looked sloppy out there, but she didn't really have to do much because she came out at number 28 and only had to eliminate a couple of women to then point at the fucking WrestleMania sign and pretend like uh, everybody's excited about her going to WrestleMania. She came out at number 28, and Rousey avoided being eliminated by Nikki Bella. Brie, by the way, that was the first Women's Evolution pay-per-view main event. It was Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. And then everybody wonders why there wasn't a second Women's Evolution pay-per-view. So Nikki tried to attack. Brie then eliminated Nikki on purpose. This was not by accident. Shotzi entered at number 29, and Rousey eliminated Brie. Shayna Baszler came out at number 30. Ronda was happy to see Shayna. Shayna ran down the aisle, and Shayna and Ronda kind of gave themselves uh, smirks. I thought it was a great moment to see Ronda and Shayna in the ring. I thought they were actually going to team up and own this fucking thing. Uh, at one point, they wanted to wrestle which I would have loved to see. WWE clearly hates us as a fan base, and we didn't get that at all. Because why would they give Shane and Baszler that moment against Ronda Rousey? They don't give a shit how close or how long they've known each other. They're not giving it to us. So Baszler came out, number 30. She hit Ripley with a knee before handing out suplexes to everybody else. Air, Shotzi, Lita. She got uh, suplexes on all of them. Rousey and Baszler then faced off like they might have a battle in the middle of the ring. And they were cut off by Charlotte. Natalia also went after Rousey. Rousey fought off Natalia before eliminating Shotzi. Belair eliminated Natalia. Natalia then came back into the ring to get tossed out by Ronda Rousey. So Natalia probably owns a record in this Royal Rumble for most eliminations in a single Royal Rumble, not for herself eliminating other people, being eliminated herself. She was eliminated twice in this Royal Rumble. I'm sure that's some Guinness World Record somewhere. So Natalia was eliminated twice uh, by Belair and Ronda Rousey. Lita gave Charlotte a very ugly looking twist of fate because Charlotte doesn't know how to take a flat back or front face bump. Or maybe she does and she's just pretending like she can't because she doesn't want to sell anything. Terrible twist of fate by Lita on Charlotte. It was all Charlotte's fault. Lita went off the top rope for a moonsault, but Rhea Ripley... Knocked her off the top rope. Charlotte then eliminated Lita as she hung on to the apron and the crowd booed. Rhea Ripley then took it to Ronda, threw her into the ring post. I thought Ronda was going to get eliminated here. That did not happen. So Charlotte came to interject. She booted Ripley from the ring. Rhea Ripley was eliminated. Ronda Rousey's still there. Belair and Charlotte are still there. Baszler is still there. Those are the final four. So, Belair and Charlotte go at it. Be- uh, Belair and Baszler go at it. Belair had Baszler up for the KOD. Baszler fell out of the ring as Charlotte also chucked out Air. Charlotte and Rousey were the final two in the match. Yawn, snore, let me go to sleep. Give me a pillow. I want to go find Mr. Sandman and drift into fucking Dreamland. Charlotte and Ronda Rousey as the final two. Can WWE make it any more predictable? Who's going to win the Royal Rumble? We all knew Ronda was going to win the Royal Rumble when she came out at number 28 or whenever the fuck she came out. Uh, When did she come out? Uh, 28. We all knew she was going to win the Royal Rumble when she came out at number 28. The fact that she's in the ring with fucking Charlotte Flair as the final two competitors in this Royal Rumble, Charlotte ain't winning the Royal Rumble. It would defeat the purpose of even having a Royal Rumble. So who's going to win? Who's going to win? Ronda eliminated Charlotte quickly. She blocked a big boot, picked up Charlotte, and dumped her over the top rope. Very, very anticlimactic. Ronda Rousey wins. She points to the sign like every fucking idiot does WrestleMania season. And she wins the Royal Rumble. When the fireworks went off after she won, the WrestleMania logo was set on fire by the fireworks so much so that they had smoke and fiery embers falling to the arena from the wrestlemania logo and they had to evacuate everybody that was sitting in that section right underneath the wrestlemania logo which actually played i think maybe possibly sort of played into the reason why becky lynch and Doedrop drop had such a boring wrestlemania uh, a boring championship match for the Raw Women's Championship. The WrestleMania logo was a deterrent from an exciting match with Becky Lynch and Doe Drop. Ronda Rousey wins the Royal Rumble. Am I okay with this? No, I'm not okay with it. Do I get it? Of course I get it. WWE's got to sell out two nights, 100,000 seats each. Of course I get it. Now, the rumor going around, Dave Meltzer reported today that Charlotte Flair... And Ronda Rousey is going to be the WrestleMania match that they're going with. Why? Why? Sasha got her main event. Becky is in a main event, right? Ronda got her main event. Bianca got a main event. Charlotte's got to be the one woman to get two main events, right? She's got to get two WrestleMania main events. Why? Ronda Rousey and Charlotte have nothing to do with each other. Charlotte shouldn't even have been in that WrestleMania match at 35 with Becky Lynch. Should have been a one-on-one match there. Charlotte lobbied and politicked her way into that championship match because she's Miss fucking Crybaby. Oh, you can't have this WrestleMania main event without me. I'm the bigger star on the roster. Rhonda and me make a main event. Meanwhile, she didn't even need to be there. She actually brought the match down. Now we're all back at it. All these women are back on the roster again at the same time, going into WrestleMania 38, and here we are all over again. Why would WWE even contemplate a Charlotte Flair and and Ronda Rousey match for the SmackDown Women's Championship? I don't get it. Now, this is what I think happens. Ronda Rousey is going to milk the shit out of this decision. I said last year when Edge... When Edge won the Royal Rumble, he milked the decision on who he wanted to wrestle for weeks. Bianca Belair did the same thing. Why did they do that? Because it's easy for them in the middle of a brand split where they clearly don't give a shit about the rules of the brand split. Bianca and Edge could show up on both shows. You can get that that cliffhanger. Who are they going to announce? Who are they going to fight at WrestleMania? And they hold on to it for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and drag it out. Just let let us know. Let us know. It's not like you're fucking, it's not like you're solving a fucking absolute scientific fucking equation that's going to save mankind. Just announce who you're fucking wrestling in a championship match at WrestleMania. It's not that big of a fucking deal. But that's why WWE does it. They're going to do the same thing with Ronda Rousey. Fox wants Ronda on SmackDown. So WWE is having her on Raw Monday because that's the first show. So clearly they're going to do something with Ronda and Becky Lynch. Then she'll show up on Friday and Ronda will stare down Charlotte and she'll tease Charlotte Flair. Then she'll go back to Raw and get into a scuffle with Becky. And then this will be rinse and repeat all over again. And then after the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view on that Monday... WWE or Friday, depending on what show they're going to do it, they will announce who Charlotte Flair is wrestling, uh, or Ronda Rousey, rather, wrestling at WrestleMania. That's who they'll announce, either Becky or Charlotte, after the Elimination Chamber. That's what they're going to do. Because both shows want Ronda services. SmackDown, Fox wants Ronda badly, because, I mean, Ronda and Fox, Ronda, sports, that's what they want. They can't have everything, though. They can't have Brock and then Ronda, but then you look at the SmackDown roster, there is nobody. Who else is there? So that's what they're going to do. But the match is, I think everybody wants to see, Charlotte Flair is not the match. If, by chance, Ronda picks Charlotte, then Bianca Belair more than likely is going to win the Elimination Chamber and wrestle Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. I don't see what good that does. I don't. I think Bianca right now is the odd woman out, not because she is bad or anything. It's just because WWE has booked her into oblivion. That they haven't done anything right with Bianca Belair since the 26 second loss at SummerSlam. She has that. She she's not as bad as Rhea Ripley, but she, she's pretty. She's pretty dead. She's got no momentum at all on Monday Night Raw. So more than likely, she will get a an undercard match at WrestleMania. I don't know who I don't know who you would put her against at WrestleMania. There's nobody on that Monday Night Raw Brand. Who would you do? Oscar? Rhea Ripley? Bailey? I don't know. I don't know. But if it's Rhonda and Becky, right? Which I think it will be because that's the one match that makes sense. Then we get Sasha winning the elimination chamber and she wrestles Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. So we'll have both women's championships represented in Sasha Charlotte and Becky Ronda which will be the main event of night 1 of WrestleMania. But the thing is, where does Bianca go? If Bianca gets Becky and Ronda gets Charlotte, where does Sasha go? That's the problem. Bailey's going to be back before WrestleMania. Where does Bailey go? Oscar's going to be back. Where does Oscar go? I mean it's it's a very very sticky situation for WWE. So I don't know what they do. At all. They're going to have to figure something out. As far as the Royal Rumble goes, no Oscar, no Alexa, no NXT talent. Nobody. No Bayley. Nobody was in this Royal Rumble. Page was even rumored to come back. No Paige. But WWE lined up this women's Rumble with a bunch of divas. And it ended up being the Ronda Rousey show coming in at number 28. That was it. Ronda wins the Royal Rumble. And I honestly think the best match for Ronda Rousey is Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. That's the only thing that makes sense. The only thing that makes sense. And Becky's the champion now. I don't want to worry about who wins the match if that is the match they're going with. Does Becky win? Does she beat Ronda? Does she get the win over Ronda? Does Ronda beat Becky and become the Royal Women's Champion? Because according to sources, she signed a one-year deal with the company. She will be there going into WrestleMania next year. So she's going to be semi-full-time. They must be paying her a boatload of money. But I don't know, man. If you're a fan of WWE and you see Ronda Rousey in the main event, I know you understand it, but I know there are many people that don't like the decision. For every Ronda, somebody else on that roster that's there all year round, that's not getting opportunity, is being pushed down further. And that's WWE's way of telling the women's roster, this is what we're going with. This is our money winner. Everybody else, you either accept it Or get the fuck out. WWE is going to have to look themselves in the mirror one day soon. One day or another, man. They can't continue to use the band-aid excuses of, yeah, we're getting Rhonda. Yeah, we're going to push Charlotte. We're going to do Becky. We're going to do Sasha. Who who else is there after these women that we've seen for seven fucking years? Enough is enough. Royal Rumble was not good at all. But compared to the men... I'd actually take the women's match over the men's match. Becky Lynch, she defeated Doe drop to retain the Raw Women's Championship. Like I said, this match was crippled and brought down several notches because the WrestleMania logo was on fucking fire because of Ronda Rousey's WrestleMania celebration after winning the Royal Rumble. Crowd was distracted early, completely lifeless, completely dead, Like I said, the WrestleMania sign burned with the pyro that went off during Ronda Rousey's Royal Rumble win, and they moved that entire section. They actually removed the WrestleMania sign and moved it down lower or to a different portion or a different section of the stadium that they were in. So Lynch noticed what was happening, and she said it was because she was straight fire that the WrestleMania logo caught fire. Yes, Becky, thank you for being painfully unfunny. Lynch tried to go for a disarmor, but Doe Drop lifted her up, hit a power bomb, followed by a cannonball for two. Doe Drop tried for a Vader bomb, but Lynch got her knees up and followed the. Uh, I think she went for something. She went for a pinning combination and got uh, got a two count. Uh, Doe Drop laid over the top rope. Lynch brought her down with a diving leg drop for two. Doe Drop then followed with a big ending for two, or, or what looked like Big E's big ending for a two count. Dodrop dragged Becky Lynch into the corner. She went for the big bonsai drop, but Lynch went after her and hit a manhandle slam by putting Dodrop on the second rope, right? Or Dodrop was up there already. Becky went up there and she positioned herself on the top rope. She went for the manhandle slam, which is her version of the rock bottom. And she hit the rock bottom off the second rope, and Becky Lynch beats Dodrop to retain the Raw Women's Championship. I thought the ending was cool. I did. I thought the manhandler slam, the, the rock bottom, looked pretty decent. But the match itself, man, it was not a bad match. But I don't know how you can really expect people to legitimately care about this match when the feud itself was booked out of absolutely nothing. You know, you do realize that WWE has taken Liv Morgan, who's lost every match to Becky Lynch that she's had. Bianca Belair, who is a loser in her own right because she's never recovered from the 26 seconds that Becky Lynch destroyed her in at SummerSlam. And then DoDrop, who lost three straight matches to Bianca Belair. All of these women at some way, in some way, shape or form are losers, And WWE wants us to care because DoDrop, who lost three matches to Bianca Belair, is getting a win in a triple threat match and claiming that she's number one contender for the Royal Women's Championship. Then WWE wants to know why the crowd's dead for most of these women's segments. Nobody cares. The match itself, the in-ring work rate for 12 minutes, 13 minutes, however long it went, tonight was fine. Nobody cares. So if everybody on social media claiming that, oh, the, the WrestleMania logo being on fire was the reason why the crowd was dead. No, that wasn't the reason. It may be partially some of the reason, but it's not 100% of the reason. The match was dead because nobody gives a shit about this feud. Let's not use a WrestleMania logo being on fucking fire as the excuse as to why people don't genuinely give a shit about "Doedrop." I don't know. Is WWE going to blame the WrestleMania logo? Or are they going to blame Doe Drop? I don't think they're going to blame the WrestleMania logo. they probably find more value in the WrestleMania logo than they do Doe Drop. Give me a break. Becky Lynch retains. Bobby Lashley. 20 years in the making. Against Brock Lesnar. For the WWE Championship. Out of everything on this show, I was most excited about this one. I was most excited about this match because it's legitimately one of the only things that WWE hasn't done in years. When you talk about dream matches and big money matches, this is a big money match. This is a semi-dream match. We have not seen it. You guys know how we got here? Lesnar was supposed to wrestle Reigns at day one. Reigns got COVID. Lesnar had nothing to do at day one. They put him in the WWE Championship, then fatal four-way to make it a fatal five-way. He beats Big E for the WWE title, and he pins him one, two, three, and he wins the WWE Championship. Then they tease a unification match of sorts or a title versus title match at WrestleMania. That following Friday, Reigns came back. They teased it. We knew it was going to be Reigns and Lesnar at WrestleMania, but we didn't know if it was going to be champion versus champion. I've been lobbying to end the brand split, end it, get rid of it, merge the rosters. It would be a lot better off for Raw and SmackDown. We don't need a brand split anymore. We don't need two world championships. We do not need two tag team titles. We do not need two women's championships. Merge the rosters. A unification match was probably the best solution for WWE right now. And I mean that wholeheartedly. You could have did something where you, you went the New Japan Pro Wrestling route. Have Lesnar and Reigns main event night one. Have somebody win the Royal Rumble. Whoever wins that Lesnar-Reigns match is the unified WWE Universal Champion. Or WWE Champion. And then they go into night two and face the winner of the Royal Rumble in a unification match on Sunday night in the main event on night two. That would have been something different. That would have been out of WWE's playbook or or away from WWE's playbook. It would have been a new play that they added to the playbook instead of doing the same typical bullshit. But no, that wasn't in WWE's plans. There was never a plan to end the brand split. There was never a plan to do a unification match. There was never a plan to do a title versus title match. A lot of people in the community, including myself, wanted that And we all came to the conclusion, everybody, that Lesnar is probably going to lose to Bobby Lashley, enter himself in the Royal Rumble because he was screwed over by either Paul Heyman or the Usos or Hurt Business, one or the other, and then enter himself in the Royal Rumble and claim that he was fucked over and he's now stealing an opportunity away from somebody else and he's going to win the Royal Rumble and go and get revenge on Roman Reigns or at least try to at WrestleMania. That was the consensus from everybody in the community. That's exactly how it turned out tonight. Everything that I just mentioned to you is exactly how it played out. It makes me wonder if WWE Creative is actually listening to a bunch of us and they're getting our ideas and putting them on their shows. They're just taking our ideas and acting on those ideas because they don't know what to fucking do. I would not be shocked. This match went 10 minutes. I was hoping for something new. I was hoping for something fresh. I was hoping for something different from Brock Lesnar. I was hoping for something different from Bobby Lashley instead of two big bulls going at it. I was hoping for two big bulls to give me some wrestling, show me some MMA, show me some chain wrestling. And right at the top, we got a collar and elbow tie-up by Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. I'm like, all right, maybe these guys are going to do some chain wrestling. We didn't get any chain wrestling, man. This was the same typical bullshit that we usually see from a Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley match. So after the collar and elbow tie-up at the start, we got nothing but suplexes. Nothing but suplexes and big man spots. So they tied up twice, and after the second time, Lesnar went behind and hit a German suplex, but Lashley got right up. He no-sold it. He no-sold the German suplex. Lesnar was smiling that Lashley no-sold it. Lashley returned the favor. He had a German suplex on Lesnar, and Lesnar was impressed. Lesnar almost landed directly on his neck. So Lashley's suplex was a little bit more dangerous than Lesnar's first suplex. Lesnar returned the favor, and oh my goodness, man. Lesnar followed with four German suplexes that gave Bobby Lashley a fucking bloody lip because I can imagine him biting his fucking lip as Lesnar is lifting him up in the air. And these suplexes, man, these were no regular fucking suplexes. These were shoot-style suplexes. Lashley folded on. Lashley is no small man. Folded over like an accordion on these suplexes, man. Landed directly on his neck. He's going to have some stiff fucking neck tomorrow, let me tell you, off of these suplexes. They looked brutal. It's almost as if Lesnar went out there and said, all right, I'm going to get you back for this one with my four. Lesnar set up for the F5. Lashley countered into the hurt lock. Lesnar pushed Lashley into the corner and smushed the referee. He squashed the referee. So the referee got involved here and that was pretty much the end of this fucking shit. Referee was out of it. Before that, they did the typical spot. I don't want to miss it because it was a big portion of the match. They did the typical spot where Lashley speared Lesnar through the barricade, but this time, he did it at day one. He didn't do it tonight. He speared himself through the barricade. Lesnar was like, no, nah, no, nah, I got you this time. You did it to me at day one, but you're not going to get it this time. So they did the typical spot with Lashley going through the fucking ringside barricade. Same shit. We see it every fucking match. Instead of WWE doing it once in a blue to make it feel special, they have Bobby Lashley do the same fucking spot every match. It's like clockwork. The referee got knocked out. Lesnar followed with an F5, but Lashley was knocked out and the referee was knocked out so Lesnar couldn't get the pin. So all of a sudden, Roman Reigns runs down the aisle and he spears Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar turns around, Reigns spears the shit out of him, takes him down. Reigns then stands in the ring. He's looking down at Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's holding the WWE Championship. Roman Reigns puts his hand out like this. And Paul Heyman smiles at him, hands the WWE title to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns then takes the WWE title and smashes Brock Lesnar in the face with it. That was it. Crowd was stunned. Reigns nailed Lesnar with the title. Crowd is upset. Lashley crawled onto Lesnar and got the three count and wins the WWE championship. Heyman, he left with Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman turns on on Brock Lesnar and joins the bloodline once again. It was all a big coup. It was all a game to Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. That's it. Now we know why Brock Lesnar has been speaking for himself the majority of this babyface run. He doesn't even really need Paul Heyman. Roman Reigns doesn't need Paul Heyman either, but Roman Reigns, in my eyes, with him and Paul Heyman together, I honestly think it does more for Roman Reigns than it does for Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar can clearly speak and handle for himself. And this is exactly how everybody predicted it would happen, and it played out right in front of our eyes. The match itself was very disappointing. They did nothing out of the ordinary. Suplexes, F5s, a hurt lock, a missed spirit attempt through the timekeeper's time barricade. Nothing here stood out. If you saw one Brock Lesnar match, this was the same as all of them. If you saw the same Bobby Lashley match that you saw six weeks ago, this was that. Whoever produced this match and put this match together, and I'm sure Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar had something to do with it, I was greatly disappointed. I expected them to go at least 15 minutes. Some MMA takedowns, some... some round and pound, some chain wrestling, knowing that these guys and where they came from is a big part of who they are, we got none of that. None of it. The same stereotypical Lesnar and Bobby Lashley match doesn't really get me excited for Bobby Lashley defending the WWE title at WrestleMania. I will tell you that. This outcome was predictable. This was the only way for WWE to get their desired Lesnar and Reigns match. Reigns certainly wasn't losing the title to Seth Rollins. That would have been one of the worst booking decisions of the modern era. That was never going to happen. Lesnar losing is a lot more digestible, so now it gets the title back on Monday Night Raw, but now we run into a, uh, a, a situation on Monday. Who does Bobby Lashley defend the title against over there? Big E was moved to SmackDown. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of that. Big E is now officially on SmackDown. He is not in contention anymore for the WWE Championship. So good luck on that second Big E title run. It's not happening. The first was a failure, and now it's not going to happen. Who are we left with? Edge, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Damian Priest. Who else is on that show? that is good enough to bring out a great match at WrestleMania, really make it main event worthy WrestleMania match against Bobby Lashley. I don't want to see any of those matches at all. They don't really speak to me. This match was very disappointing. But WWE had one way that they wanted to do this, and that way played out exactly how we all thought it would. Lesnar loses, and then he enters the Royal Rumble and wins the Royal Rumble because he was fucked over by Paul Heyman. Edge and Beth Phoenix defeated Miz and Maurice. This was absolutely boring. That's all I could say about it. Boring. I have no interest in seeing Maurice wrestle in the ring. I have no interest in seeing Miz and Edge in a feud. Nobody asked for it. This went on for nine weeks. And this was a colossal waste of everybody's time everybody's time here was wasted. Our time was wasted. Beth Phoenix's time was wasted. Edge and his time was wasted. They even wasted the Miz's time. And his wife, who should have been home, doing something a lot more productive. Not this. Now, we talked about this. Edge probably wanted to do this. He's in charge of his own career now. This is his own story to tell before he finally hangs it up for good, whenever that may be. He wanted a match with his wife. He got it. Kudos to him. Great. I love Edge. One of my favorites ever. Beth Phoenix, not a big Beth Phoenix guy, but I respect what she's done. She's better than most. This is what he wanted. Good for him. That doesn't mean it's good, but this is what he wanted. Teaming with his wife against the Miz and Maurice. I'm, sh- I'm not so sure. Probably not much of this was Edge's idea, but teaming with Beth, it's great. Now, if you wanted to do Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, that's a completely different story. I would love to see that take place at some point down the line. That's a mixed tag team match that I think would be great. Not this. Miz is not that type of guy to generate a reaction being in there with Edge. I'm sorry. This was a waste of time. Boring is the best way for me to put it. I hope to God this is over and we can move Edge on to AJ Styles or Finn Balor or or even Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Crowd didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit. You certainly didn't give a shit. I'm hoping it's over. And I do want to say one thing, one overwhelmingly positive aspect about this. I'm glad this took place now. Instead of WWE continuing it into WrestleMania, I'm glad they did it now. So Ms. and Edge wrestled as Maurice did what she usually does, and that is not wrestle. She avoided Beth Phoenix at all costs. Miz realized Phoenix was behind him at one point. Wasn't concerned until Beth Phoenix started going away at him with some right hands. Phoenix hammered away at Miz until Maurice took her fist and clocked Phoenix from behind with her purse. So the loaded purse in the right hand took out Beth Phoenix. Maurice then applied a camel clutch, but Beth Phoenix fought her off, and they knocked each other down with double clotheslines. So they tagged each of their partners. Both of their husbands are in the ring. Edge came in, hot babyface offense against the Miz. Phoenix tossed Maurice from the ring before giving Miz a powerbomb. Edge followed with a flying elbow off the top rope for a two count. Maurice drove Phoenix into the steps. Edge gave Miz a flapjack. Maurice helped Miz avoid a spear. And Maurice used a hurricanrana on Edge as Miz distracted the referee. Maurice gave Phoenix a DDT as Miz gave Edge a skull crushing finale for a near fall. And Miz and Maurice tried teaming up to finish them off, but Phoenix gave Maurice a spear before Edge and Phoenix both speared Miz. The end came when they both delivered double glam slams and Edge pinned Miz to win the match. The double glam slams, Edge pins Miz, I hope it is over. The whole double glam slam spot just reeks of Adam Copeland wanting just simply to do this with his wife. Good for him. Let's move him on to something a little bit more WrestleMania-esque. You guys know what I want. I know you guys want it. Edge, Balor, Edge, Styles, or Edge, Owens. I'd even take Edge and Rollins again, to be honest with you. I don't know what they do following the great feud that they had, but I'd even take that. Anybody but the Miz. Anybody but the Miz. The Men's Royal Rumble, man. We're almost, we're almost finished here. The Men's Royal Rumble. Disappointing. I use that term a lot during this review, man. Disappointing to say the least. This was one of the most disappointing, boring, underwhelming low-energy Royal Rumble matches I think I've watched ever since I started watching WWE. A complete and utter disaster. WWE is in some serious fucking trouble, man. They don't have one single fucking person that I genuinely can say, hey, man, that guy has a good chance of winning the Royal Rumble. That guy has a good chance of winning the Royal Rumble. He's got a good chance. That guy's got a good chance. He's got a good chance. None. Nobody. AJ Styles and Omas. That is it. And Omas, God help our fucking souls if Omas ever sniffs a WWE Championship opportunity. You know, back in the day, man, WWE used to line these Royal Rumbles up with former champions, man, and you knew they were fucking solid choices. Any one of them could win it. Just, just take the 1992 Royal Rumble, for example, man. Take the 1992 Royal Rumble, for example. Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, Ric Flair. Sid Justice, Macho Man Randy Savage, all these different fucking big-named guys in the Royal Rumble, man. Any one of them had a chance to win it. Any one of them. The Royal Rumble, and especially with the way current WWE TV is booked, it's... Everybody just feels the same, man. Everybody feels watered down. Nobody feels like a legit superstar. They don't. And when I look at the field of men in this match, Otis and Gable and fucking Montez Ford and and, uh, Angelo Dawkins, right? And you got Ziggler and Rude and Bad Bunny and and fucking Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn, Rick Boog, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sheamus, Rich Hop. None of these guys are big enough on television for me to think, He's going to go to WrestleMania. WWE needs to start lining these guys up on TV week after week after week and making them seem like a big fucking deal. None of them seem like big fucking deals. And that's what honestly took away from this match. The fact that television has been absolutely fucking horrendous for 52 weeks leading up to this Royal Rumble, that's why this Royal Rumble has suffered the way that it has suffered. AJ Styles comes in at number one. If there's one guy that could stay all rumble and go till the end, it's AJ Styles. I thought Austin Theory was going to come out at number one because he lost on Monday Night Raw, and I thought Vince McMahon was going to punish him by giving him the number one position. He did get a shit position, but it wasn't number one. Shinsuke Nakamura entered at number two. We got a throwback to their WrestleMania 34 match, which was a complete and utter disappointment in its own self. Nice little exchange here. Austin Theory came out at number three, the Ric Flair spot. Robert Root entered at number four. Root and Styles faced off, and they looked at each other and had a few words with each other, and the crowd started to chant TNA because of their TNA ties back in the day. Rich Holland comes in at number five. Styles, just out of nowhere, eliminates Nakamura. Montez Ford enters at number six. Damien, P- Styles, by the way, eliminated Bobby Roode. I don't want to forget that. After the TNA chant, Bobby Roode lasted about a minute, and that was it. Bobby Roode was eliminated by AJ Styles. Uh, then we got Rich Holland coming in at number five. Styles then eliminates out of nowhere Shinsuke Nakamura. Montez Ford comes in at number six. Damien Priest comes in at number seven. Sami Zayn comes in at number eight. So the Rumble's starting to fill up. Nothing tremendous happened here. There wasn't really anything all that special. So we're just pumping out guys one after another. Johnny Knoxville comes in at number nine. He got the biggest reaction out of everybody in the Royal Rumble up until this point. Johnny fucking Knoxville comes in at number nine, gets a massive reaction. He was wearing this ridiculous fucking outfit, which was pretty much making fun of being a pro wrestler. He was wearing this fake crown on his head. He was wearing some Superman cape to the ring. He took down Sami Zayn with a tackle, and he was ground and pounding Sami Zayn. Styles and Knoxville had a little stare down, and Knoxville threw some punches at AJ Styles because AJ Styles welcomed him. AJ completely cleaned this guy with a fucking right hand and knocked him out. Cleaned his clock. Awesome. So, Styles knocked Knoxville down. Montez Ford goes up to the top rope with a fucking frog splash that was as high as any time I've ever seen Montez Ford leap in air. But It's almost as if he's getting higher every fucking time he does it. So, with the frog splash on Johnny Knoxville... He landed the Frog Splash. Holland then puts Knoxville on the apron, and Sami Zayn eliminated Johnny Knoxville, actually stole the elimination away from Ridge Holland. Styles then eliminated Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn complained, this is unfair, yada, yada, yada. He had his back turned. He was celebrating because he got the job done against Knoxville, and then he eliminated himself basically because he turned his back on the rest of the Royal Rumble combatants. Angelo Hawkins comes in, Michael Cole says. Angelo Hawkins comes into the match at number 10. Dawkins comes into the match at number 10. Omos comes in at number 11. Omos quickly eliminated both Street Profits. Ricochet entered at number 12. Everybody was thinking that Montez Ford was going to have a showcase match. WWE doesn't give a shit about the Street Profits. Give me a break. So Omas eliminated both Street Profits. Ricochet entered at number 12. He tried foolishly to go after Omas, and Omas absolutely destroyed him. Chad Gable comes in at number 13. Gable then tries to get everybody together and rounds everybody up with his game plan to take down Omas. He's telling Damian Priest he should go first because he's the biggest guy in the ring compared to Omas. Damian Priest is telling him to shut the fuck up. I'm not listening to you, but he ended up listening to him anyway. So he goes after Omas, does Priest, and he puts Priest down. Omas dumped Priest over the top rope like he was fucking yesterday's garbage. The United States champion was treated like a toddler in the Royal Rumble by Omas. Everybody teamed up to eliminate Omas as Dominic entered at number 14. Styles then runs the ropes. And helped eliminate Omos with that final big push over the top rope. It it was a gang-bang warfare on Omos. So what that means is everybody eliminated and helped eliminate Omos and got the big man out. He didn't last long at all. Nightmare is not a nightmare. The nightmare situation of Omos winning the Royal Rumble, man. Goodbye. Now we'll see if he enters the elimination chamber. So, with Styles eliminating Omos, Baron Corbin entered at number 15, or Happy Corbin. He eliminated Ricochet. Dolph Ziggler came in at number 16. Ziggler, they gave this fun fact, Ziggler has the second most Rumble appearances in WWE history outside of Kane. So, that's pretty cool. So, Ziggler's out there. He comes in at number 16. Corbin eliminated Dominic. Styles eliminated Theory. Sheamus comes in at number 17. Holland got eliminated right as Sheamus was about to enter the ring. I I guess it was uh, by Styles. I didn't really see what was going on there. I think AJ Styles eliminated uh, Mr. Rich Holland. Matt Riddle was... Actually, no, I'm skipping ahead now. Um, Sheamus, number 17. And then Rick Boogs comes in at number 18. He did a... Olympic-like slam on Chad Gable dumped him out of the ring. Medcap Moss came in at number 19. Corbin gave Styles a choke slam backbreaker. Moss then eliminated AJ Styles. Medcap Moss eliminated AJ Styles from the Royal Rumble. I wonder who produced this one. Everybody was fucking pissed off. And rightfully so. Matt Riddle came in at number 20. Riddle gave Moss a German suplex. He was taken down by Corbin because these two guys are a tag team, supposedly, and they're working together here. So they are beating up on Riddle. Corbin and Moss eliminated Rick Boogs, who they've been feuding with on SmackDown with Nakamura. Drew McIntyre comes in at number 21, man. I'm genuinely surprised to see Drew McIntyre in the Royal Rumble. He showed up there. He's got the neck issues, the neck injury uh, he was taken out of day one. He was out most of the month of January, and then he comes back tonight as a surprise. I didn't think we were going to see him. I thought it was a lot serious than what WWE was telling us, and there he is in the Royal Rumble. So good to see Drew McIntyre. SmackDown can absolutely use him. So we got McIntyre eliminating Moss and Corbin, so there's that. McIntyre left the ring without eliminating himself to go beat up on them on the outside. He used the steel steps and really wanted to get some... Uh, insult to injury for what they did to him at day one. Kevin Owens enters at number 22. Owens and McIntyre go right after each other, and Owens gave him a pop-up powerbomb. Rey Mysterio entered at number 23. Mysterio ran in. He was uh, in there for a little bit until Owens stopped him, and his offense gave him a stunner for his troubles. Kofi Kingston entered at number 24, and this was the dumbest spot Of the entire fucking night. And this is what WWE gets for wanting to push the envelope and do something crazy with Kofi Kingston. I'm surprised it took him this long for something to go fucking wrong. Kofi Kingston enters at number 24. Owens is in the ring there. Uh, Kofi goes to the top, right? So, Kofi Kingston's up top. Kevin Owens sees this as an opportunity to take advantage and maybe eliminate Kofi Kingston he pushes Kofi Kingston off the top rope to the outside and he flies towards the crowd and he flies towards the barricade. He tried to hang on to the barricade and do one of his death-defying stunts to save himself from elimination. But when he was flying in midair and came down on the barricade, the momentum of him flying off the top rope towards the barricade actually did not work in his favor as both of his feet hit the floor. So the referee saw this. Kofi knew it. The referee knew it. The referee got in Kofi's ears like, I don't know how to save you here, bro. Your feet hit the floor. WWE really fucked up on the camera angle. They should have really did something along the lines for the people watching at home so they didn't have to see Kofi's feet hit the floor. Maybe they could have salvaged it, but then they have to get away with the fucking people in attendance knowing that his feet hit the floor in the front row. This was a colossal fucking fail. And not only that, the momentum of Kofi Kingston coming off the top rope, man, the way he hit at the speed he hit on the barricade could have broke a fucking rib. Could have knocked the wind out of him. Fucking stupid. We already have Xavier Woods out. Do you want to see Kofi Kingston out as well? You just move Big E back to SmackDown to get the new day back together. WWE would have wiped that all away in one single fucking stunt. Like I said I'm surprised it took them this long for something to go wrong. Kofi was eliminated. Who knows else? Who knows what else he was going to have planned in the Royal Rumble? Stupid. Absolutely stupid. So Owens eliminates Kofi Kingston. Otis came in at number 25, Biggie number 26, the suplexed Owens and Riddle. Bad Bunny came in at number 27. Bad Bunny got the biggest reaction. Since Johnny Knoxville came in, when he came in for this Royal Rumble, he comes in, he hits Sheamus with a huge crossbody, and he does a head scissor takedown on Owens. Riddle wanted to be his friend, but Bad Bunny gave him a Canadian destroyer in the middle of the ring. At this point, Bad Bunny is the star of the Royal Rumble as far as an in ring aspect is concerned. I don't believe it. WWE lined up 30 superstars in this men's rumble. And the one guy that stood out is nobody on the active roster. It's a fucking rapper, Bad Bunny. It's unbelievable. It's fucking sad. And this is why I said WWE has a major problem. So Bad Bunny after the destroyer. Sheamus went after him. Bad Bunny dropped him uh, over the ropes to eliminate Sheamus. So Bad Bunny even eliminated Sheamus in the battle, in the Royal Rumble. Ray and Bad Bunny teamed up to eliminate Ziggler. Bad Bunny tried eliminating Ray, but he blocked in elimination. Shane McMahon came in at number 28. He went right after Owens because they have a little history and eliminated Kevin Owens easily in about a minute. Shane just dumped Kevin Owens over the top rope. Randy Orton comes in at number 29. He's the hometown guy in St. Louis. He gave Biggie an RKO before dumping him over the top rope with ease. With an assist from Matt Riddle. Big E was dumped like a sack of garbage over the top rope, man. Somewhere, the IWC is crying that Big E got fucked over. WWE has lost interest in booking Big E, clearly. Take day one and this. Big E ain't going for any championships anytime soon, man. Get over it. So Big E was eliminated. Riddle... Leapt off Otis's back and gave McIntyre a very hardy-esque like move. I think he was going for a cutter or a stunner. It looked like an in-between cutter-stunner combination. Don't know what happened there. Look great. Riddle flying off Otis's back looked great. RK Bro eliminated Biggie together, like I said. Uh Brock Lesnar comes in at number 30. Lesnar just absolutely destroyed whoever was in his path as soon as he got in the ring. He eliminated Orton in about 90 seconds. Orton was in there. And then the crowd was booing because Orton was the hometown guy. Lesnar gave Bad Bunny an F5 before dumping him over the top rope. Lesnar also threw Riddle around for a little bit, eliminated Riddle and Shane McMahon. And the final two were Lesnar and McIntyre. These two didn't have that long of an exchange at all. They had a couple of words with each other. McIntyre was quoted saying this is a lot different than where we were last time when we were in the ring. He said something along the lines of there are a lot more people here now than there was then and I'm going to have the same result as I had then. He did not. Lesnar tossed McIntyre out of the ring after evading a Claymore kick. He got headbutted. McIntyre went for the Claymore. Lesnar sidestepped him. Put him in an F5 position and dumped him over the top rope with an F5. Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble. Fans did not like this at all. The fans booed Brock Lesnar after him having such a huge baby face run. They booed the shit out of him at the end of the Royal Rumble. I don't know if it was a mix of WWE fans in St. Louis being upset that Randy Orton got eliminated or if it's a simple fact that Brock Lesnar, they just saw Brock Lesnar lose the WWE Championship only to see him enter the Royal Rumble and get yet another championship opportunity over Roman Reigns or against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I don't think people were excited. I genuinely think that the reaction in that crowd was one of indifference. I genuinely believe the reaction in St. Louis was, we want something new. Why are we going and doing the same thing over and over again with the same cast of characters? We want something new. WWE needs to sell WrestleMania. Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumbles because WWE is desperately trying to sell out WrestleMania and fit 200,000 people for two nights at AT AT&T Stadium. I get it. But if you look at WWE and who they're pushing, and their storylines on TV, and the lack of new talent on television, and the lack of consistency, trying to get anybody over, and the, the lack of making anybody feel special. If you don't think there's a fucking problem on television, I don't know what the fuck you're watching. You're partially the reason why WWE continues to do what they do. This Royal Rumble was the worst one, at least, in the last five years. A complete... And utter disappointment were both of these Rumble matches. I went into this thinking that the women's was going to be one of the worst ever. It was still bad, but the men's worst, The men's one was worse than the women's match. And Rollins and Reigns easily, easily, by far and away, the highlight of this entire show. Lesnar and Lashley, the dream match, first time in 20 years, was even disappointing. WWE Failed at producing anything captivating coming out of this show. Now they're all expecting us to watch for Ronda Rousey and what her decision is going to be on Monday and if she gets into it with Becky Lynch. We're back to the same shit. It's almost as if WWE went into the pandemic, they put everything on hold, they wrestled in front of nobody for months, and now they're back doing the same fucking shit that they did before the pandemic started. Just all over again. People are going to get sick and tired of it, man. There's a reason why people aren't watching this shit anymore. WWE needs to own up to that fact and look at themselves in the mirror and wonder why. Take a look at this show. Everything you need to know is exactly what happened here tonight. Why isn't anybody watching? Why isn't anybody caring? Because nobody is being built up, and it's the same cast of characters every single fucking week. Thank you guys very much, man, for spending your Saturday night, early Sunday morning with me. It is 2.43 Eastern time in the morning, and I still have 4,800 people in the OTS venue, man. You guys are fucking savages. We are going to go over the Super Chats, man. I want to thank you guys very much for sticking with me here, man. We're going to go over your Super Chats. I'm going to read... Everything that you guys have sent me tonight What you think of the of the show What you think of the Royal Rumble How you feeling tonight What you drinking, etc, etc If you guys want to hang out I'd love to have you, man This is, uh, you know The Super Chats are some good shit, man We get some decent questions And we get some fun times Happening in the Super chat section, man So if you guys want to stick around Stick around, I'd be happy to have you Go grab another cold beverage And if not, I'll see you guys back live for Monday Night Raw. should be a big night with Ronda and Becky Lynch. Continue to hit that thumbs up, man. We got 2347 as far as the likes are concerned. Make sure you guys continue to hit that thumbs up. Can we get 2500 in the chat? If you guys have not hit the thumbs up, man, hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Continue to join the channel, become a member, become a VIP. Right here on the podcast, you guys get those custom emotes and badges for your VIP status, man. Show off your VIP status. You guys get those beautiful custom off-the-script emotes you could, you could use in the live stream chat. You could use them in the comment section. It's a great deal, man. And make sure you guys follow me on social media, at ny 206 on Twitter. And Instagram. Today's show was sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped Manscaped.com. And they're looking to get you guys ready. Feeling good. Feeling right this Valentine's Day. It's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming. And everybody that took part in my Royal Rumble post show tonight. You guys... Have an exclusive offer, man. 20% off anything on manscaped.com. If you use code SCRIPT20 at checkout, you guys can do anything you want, man, and save that big money and get that free shipping. Valentine's Day is coming up, man. I don't know what you guys are doing, but the number one product in this package that they're giving you, the Performance Package 4.0, is the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. It's an electric trimmer. That is designed to trim hair on loose skin. It's got 4,000K LED spotlights, so you guys can shave anywhere your heart desires. Uh, It's got advanced skin safe technology so it is not going to nick or cut you the way other razors do. It's also waterproof. Also, you guys are going to get the weed whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer to get rid of all those hairs in those pesky little spots And they're throwing in free gifts, man. They're throwing in the Shed Travel Bag and a pair of anti-chafing boxer briefs, which are very, very comfortable, man. They also have their Crop Reviver Ball Toner and their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant so you guys can keep your boys cool and dry and smelling good day and night, especially on that big day. And you guys can get all this on Manscaped.com, man. You guys can use code script 20 at checkout. For 20% off and free shipping, join Cupid and shoot your arrow, man. Manscaped has got you covered this Valentine's Day. Let's start at the top with the Super Chats, man. We are going to start with Michelle Moran with a $5 Super Chat. WTF. Both world titles end in screwy finishes. And they won't have Brock win the Royal Rumble Only to lose to Roman at Wrestlemania Would make no sense Maybe Seth gets added Brock is losing Michelle Why would Brock beat Roman at Wrestlemania When Brock is going away after Wrestlemania Brock is going on hiatus Until SummerSlam, Survivor Series He's given more than his fair share During this Wrestlemania season Roman is going to be the Universal Champion For the next 365 days I think everybody needs to get used to it. Peter Note. Dana White and MMA should be proud tonight. Not a bad show, just very dull. I didn't even realize that UFC had a show tonight. I'm not an MMA guy, man. I don't follow UFC. This is my bread and butter here. Clearly, we had 5,400 people in the venue tonight. P-Mac with a $2 super chat Sasha doing the splits Best part of the night Cheers to that P-Mac Cheers to that brother Tony Brown with a $9.99 super chat Good show Enjoy the women I know you always do Tony Brown They always put a smile on your face brother Hopefully you're feeling good And I'm hoping you're at home man Raging girl gamer, thank you for the recommitment to the OTS VIP section. Seventeen months, no trolling here. Got a headache and a slight cough, and my husband is even worse. I'm at the hospital now getting a rapid test. I'm glad I missed this show. Rage, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, let me know how you're feeling, and uh, I hope you and your husband are going to be okay. Everybody's getting sick, especially here on the East Coast. Man, it's it's cold, it's frigid, it's. Absolutely disgusting. So keep me posted on how you guys are feeling, man. Hopefully everything's all right. Arius with a 199 Super Chat. No Veer, no Asuka, no Kyrie Sane, no Gunther. Bad Royal Rumble. I wasn't expecting to see Gunther, Walter. I wasn't expecting to see Kyrie Sane. But Asuka? I'm surprised we didn't see Asuka, man. Or Bailey. No NXT talent either, man. I would have put EO in the Royal Rumble. I would have. You're boy with a five dollar super chat. Been subscribed since the summer. You have no idea how you've helped me by blessing me with your channel. Keep up the great work. You're a boy. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you, man. NGM Bowling. With well a nine ninety nine super chat, it is officially my birthday. Rumble was disappointing, as I expected. So glad I can start off my birthday in the venue. Blue moon with an orange for me because Jesse ruined the lemons. Bro, I think Jesse's asleep, man. I think Jesse. I, ju- I think Jesse went home early without letting me know, man. I don't know who the fuck's serving the, the drinks. I think. I think it's actually Otis, the bouncer serving the drinks, man. I had to get him a uh, a lesson on how to make drinks so he has uh, everybody backed up. Don't worry, I'll talk to Jesse on Wednesday, man. Him and his fucking tacos. Tony Brown with a 499 Super Chat. Super Chat edits me too much. Makes me not want to say anything. Listen, Tony Brown, listen, man, I, I don't know if it would be OTS without you chiming in, bro. You always got to say something, Tony Brown. Mohammed Abu. With 40 in rupees. I believe. Roman Reigns. R-A-I-N-S. Is God of Earth and India. Ooh. Ah. Mohammed Abu. Thank you, bro. Kiwi Raider with an Australia $5 super chat. How will WWE Shills try and protect this Royal Rumble? I don't know, man. They'll find something to defend. I said everything that they would normally say in this podcast, and then I made everybody look like a fucking idiot because I'm always right. Let me see them defend me or defend this shit from me. Let me see them clip anything. Negative, I had to say about this show, man. Cry me a fucking river, thank you, Kiwi. Esato fortune with the Canadian five dollar super jack garbage rumble. No feud building. Biggie is beyond buried. Randy lasted five minutes at home, and they can and can they please stop interrupting someone being eliminated? I agree. I agree, man. That men's match was terrible. Joshua Simo, with a four ninety nine super chat. JD, you called it with the women's rumble. Only thing that made it worse was that Flair was the runner up. Build new stars, WWE. What the fuck, Mister Premium two thousand two with a fifty dollar bomb. Thank you, brother. I don't normally go back and forth with social media geeks, but this one guy was triggered because I predicted that Heyman would realign with Roman Reigns. He said that it wasn't possible because Reigns was going to Hollywood soon. I love it. Mr. Premium, you will slowly but surely find out that people on social media who are in the IWC, the majority of them, are a bunch of fucking idiots. All the smart ones, they're here. They watched me. Speak truth, and they watched the podcast tonight. That's all you need. Marcus Gunn with a $5 super chat. Well, there you have it, JD. Another disappointed Royal Rumble. You called everything, man. I hope and pray we don't get Bobby versus Omos. No, we don't want Omos. We do not want Omas, man. Nathan Hex. Hexum. And Dan Trower, 2507, become new members in the venue. Gentlemen, what are you drinking tonight at this late hour? Round is on me. Eric Newton with a $5 super chat. Shows like this remind me why I stopped watching pro wrestling until AEW came along. I'll take an apple whiskey and I feel dumber for watching this pay-per-view. Apple whiskey sounds good, bro. Rich Gamble with a $4.99 Super Chat. What's up, JD and the OTS fam? You actually called the women's rumble match winner. Right as usual. Drinking on some Ice House and tequila. And me? I'm drinking my liquid death, bro. No alcohol during these shows. I would not be able to be my best if I was drinking alcohol. I'd probably be asleep by now. PMAC with a $2 Super Chat. Selfish Android couldn't give us Shayna and Ronda. No. Of course not. Vicky with a $3 super chat. Man, Riddle vs. Brock would have been great to see. Yeah. Yeah, I know. WWE doesn't want to give us something cool, something new, something fresh. Jonathan Gastello becomes a uh, uh, with a 99 super chat. I'm sorry. We got Ryan Fairbairn. Becoming a new member. Thank you, Ryan. Jonathan Costello with a 999 super chat. I watched the Royal Rumble for free and I still felt like I got ripped off. Pretty predictable for the most part. Also, tell Jesse to stop forcing his tacos on me. I just want my wings and my drink. Listen, man, I don't know I don't know where he's getting this Mexican inspiration from, right I think he's trying to butter up Thunder Rosa. Is what I think. He's trying to have some common ground with Thunder Rosa so that she may not give him a Canadian destroyer. not gonna work though his attempts will be futile in this Thunder Rosa attempt Tyler B with a $10 super chat have not watched WWE in three years until tonight this is just clarification for me as to why I am not a fan any longer AJ Styles getting tossed by Matt Cap is disrespectful love you JD OTS for life Thank you, Tyler B. Yeah, AJ Styles being eliminated by fucking Madcap. I don't know who booked that. Jesus fucking Christ, man. You guys need to get that person the fuck out of here. Zone with a $20 Super Chat. The Women's Royal Rumble and subsequently boring Women's Raw title match was everything that's wrong with WWE's current women's division. I got another word for you guys to look up as well for the Rumble tonight. Predictable. You are correct, Zone. There is good predictable and bad predictable. This was not the good kind of predictable. This was every bit of bad that we don't need. Thank you, brother. Joshua Simo with the 499 Super Chat. WWE just told the whole roster, we don't care if you are here. All year, we are giving part-timers WrestleMania again. It's exactly what they're doing, man. And they'll never change. Until they are absolutely out of people to use, like Ronda and Brock, they'll never learn. Jordan, 23, with a four ninety nine dollars Super Chat. Rumble, for the most part, was a joke. Best part was when they talked about Dolph being in his 15 Rumble matches with a total of 12 eliminations. Man, he's not even averaging one elimination per Rumble. serious with a 499 super jab baffled there wasn't any nxt representation in either rumble show was as dry of course outside of seth and roman i know man nxt could have been very well represented here man a braun breaker a tony d'angelo something Man, pete dunn tommaso champa la knight something something Ryolf Wildfire with a 499 Superjet. JD, you said to look up the word disappointment. I could not do that. Instead, I looked up the word accept. Or expect because I expected a trash show and I was not let down. And normally you can expect trash shows from WWE on the regular, bro, but this is the Royal Rumble. Things are supposed to be different during the Royal Rumble. They were not. Frank Aquilino! 999 super chat just something a little for the tip jar. Thank you Frank. I appreciate you, brother. Swift 718 with a $2 super chat. They botched AJ Styles, bro. Yes, they did. They've been botching AJ Styles for the majority of the last calendar year, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Ever since they paired him with Omos, they've been botching him. Trey Van Garrick with the 199 super chat. They didn't even have Finn out there. What the fuck? Cesaro wasn't in the in the Royal Rumble. Finn Balor wasn't in the Royal Rumble. It's amazing, bro. But WWE doesn't find Finn Balor to be uh, the type of guy they want to push. Balor's going to be released. man. I, I, mark my words. Balor will be released by the WWE during the next round of budget cuts. Guaranteed. They say they don't want to let him go because they don't want him to go to AEW. But if they're not using him, why are they paying him? Jay Coyle with a UK $5 super chat thank you Jay Coyle if it wasn't for your show I would genuinely stop watching WWE the show was an embarrassment to the name Royal Rumble absolutely agree man Ace Productions $4.99 yo have been drinking vodka cranberry this whole Rumble Fook that piss break women's match and Rumble can I get a wee-hee? they did Sasha Banks dirty yes they did man Zone becomes a new member, man. What are you drinking, brother? Round is on me. Dan Trower becomes a member for 16 months, but you just became a new member before, bro. I have heard that people are demanding for their money back in St. Louis. Oh, yeah? Good luck with that. Nick Khan is smiling all the way to the bank. Uh, Marcus Kaiser in the chat. No, this is not Andy James. I wish I could play Andy James. This is actually, dearly beloved, a heavy metal guitar symphony from Kingdom Hearts. Um, I'd be interested to know where you heard that, Dan. Julian Batley with a nine ninety nine super chat. Sasha deserves better. Also, Meltz reporting. They're doing Charlotte and Rousey this year and saving Rousey versus Becky in L.A. Well, then what does Sasha do at WrestleMania? That's my question. What does Sasha do at WrestleMania? Because if Charlotte's getting Ronda, then Becky is getting Bianca, right? Or maybe they do Becky versus Bayley. I don't know. We got a 179 Super Chat. UK from C. I'm just happy AEW exists. I think everybody here is happy that AEW exists, bro. Zone with a $5 Super Chat. Been listening for about five years now, man. I only watch AEW. Keep up with WWE through you. Glad to be a member. Wins are on the rocks if you got it. I got everything you need, bro. You let me know. I got it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for the five years. Henley Pierre with a four nine nine super chat. For Sasha, why would you come back to get eliminated by Vega uncalled for? Rather have Bailey or Naomi win the Rumble. No sight of Balor in the men's Rumble either. I have no idea, man. No clue. Gary the new man with a $5 super chat. Yo, JD, if they ever needed a sign of how horrible WWE is right now, all they had to do was look up the look up at the burning wrestlemania sign it's pretty it's pretty poetic right that the wrestlemania logo was on fire that's because wwe's creative is a a complete dumpster fire michael evans with a five dollar super chat the venue is packed tonight love you jd shout out to the ots family we were rocking and rolling tonight man Fifty-four hundred people tonight live, and we still got thirty-eight hundred plus in the super chat. Oh my goodness, man! Joshua Simo with a four ninety-nine super chat. Five of the past women in the rumble were given any time in the ring. The rest were Bailey. the The rest were Bailey in the match, and that's just said. Yeah, I, I have no idea, bro. That women's Royal Rumble was fucking terrible. It was still it was terrible, but it was it was somehow better than the men. I don't know how that's even possible. Royal Reacts with a $2 super chat. Titus, long-term cooking. I like it. Hollywood guy with a $5 super chat. No veer, no page. The rumble sucked, and not even WrestleMania signs on fire can save this show. Martin Dordan with a 4.99 dollars super chat Roman is marketing Terrible wrestler, terrible on the mic Martin, you're a complete fool Roman is terrible on the microphone I don't know who you're watching bro But it's clearly not Roman Reigns Indigo This man, Indigo Commits to the venue for 19 months Holy shit man AJD, hey much respect. This was one of the worst Rumble pay-per-views. Sorry for my lack of super chat. Your content always helps me feel better when I'm down. Indigo. Don't worry, brother. 19 months, you're a VIP, bro. That's all I ask for. You super chat when you super chat, man. Greg the Groove, drum covers. If AEW can't get this godforsaken, ridiculous company to get their stuff together, nothing will. Every year I say it. Can't get any worse, and it does. Every year, bro, they try to outdo each other. Can we make this worse than last year is their goal every new year. Revolution is going to absolutely destroy this pay-per-view, bro. I'm telling you right now. $5 chat by Best in the World. Rollins vs. Priest at WrestleMania for the U.S. title would be great. Um, not really. I would actually do Austin Theory and get the title off of Priest and give it to Austin Theory. That's my U.S. title match at WrestleMania. C, with a 449 UK Super Chat. Low-key, we'd love to see a match between Sasha and Deeb. A person can dream. Bro, I would love to see that myself. I think that would be fantastic. Darkstar, 50. With a new membership to the venue. Thank you, Darkstar. What are you drinking tonight, man? Joshua Simo with a 1999 Super Chat. I see Bailey winning the Royal Rumble within the next year, leaving Sasha being the only one of the four horsewomen to not win a Rumble. WWE sees her as the worst one of the four, by the way. They have booked her. I don't know what they think of Sasha, but tonight was not any good indication that they actually give a shit about Sasha. Scorpio one 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 seven with a two dollar super chat. Sasha Banks will be all elite, baby. I've always said, man, if Sasha had a contract up, I think she would entertain an offer for Tony Khan. I do, I do think she would entertain an offer from AEW. Bradley Xavier with a Australian might two dollar super chat. WWE wasted Rumble spots with tag teams. No Cesaro. Man, I tell you what, man, I know their roster is thin. No excuse why you could not have NXT talent in the Royal Rumble. I would make a rule, man. No tag team wrestlers would be in the Royal Rumble. None. You're a tag team. If you want to be in the Royal Rumble, you should be a solo, individual, singles wrestler. So if Montez Ford wants to be in the Royal Rumble, then he can't be in the Street Profits. Those are wasted spots. Chad Gable, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode. The street profits, wasted spots. Greg Jasso with the five dollar super chat. This used to be my favorite pay per view, but honestly, it's more of a comedy show. JD, keep up the good work, brother. OTS fam, have a good night. Thank you, Greg. The Royal Rumble is not the same as we remember, man. It's not. Hoodlum six 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 with the four ninety nine super chat. What's up, JD? Clearly we didn't get Paige You think that we ever will? Yes, I do. Her contract's up in June. You think WWE wants her to go to AEW, knowing that she's cleared? She'll show up when she shows up. When WWE needs her to show up, maybe for WrestleMania. Maybe that's what they do with Sasha. If we get Charlotte versus Ronda and Becky versus Bianca, maybe we get Charlotte versus maybe we get Sasha versus Paige, maybe we get Sasha versus Lita, or Sa- Sha- Sasha versus Trish. One or the other. Who knows? Who knows, man? Justin Sanger with a $10 Super Chat. I was at the show, and the show was a complete disappointment. I'm not sure if it came across on TV, but we were all chanting for them to turn off the lights. They had a light blinding everyone. No, I didn't hear that. This is why I don't attend WWE shows, man. I do not attend WWE shows, man. The only way I would go is if I'm front row. I'm not sitting at the, I'm not sitting at the WWE shows. I'm not, especially these big shows, man. They're always a fucking disappointment. I, I much rather sit here with you guys than be at at the venue at the Royal Rumble. Darren Cope with an Australian one hundred dollar super chat. He leaves no message. This guy just said, J.D. had a great fucking show. I'm going to give him $100. Thank you for your time, man. I love you. Darren, thank you for your generosity, man. That's a lot of fucking money. What are you drinking, man? Round is on me. Riley Johnson with a 1999 Super Chat. In my opinion, if J.D. owned WWE or was put in WWE creator for a year, the matches and storylines would be fucking incredible. You know it, brother. You absolutely know it. Rich Gamble with a four nine nine super chat. Other than Reigns and Rollins, the Rumble was trash. Honestly, believe WWE is literally trying to destroy their own product. They are. It's well beyond destroyed. It's already been destroyed. Vince is just pissing on the fucking ashes, and Bruce is laughing all the way to the bank because he's got double income coming in. He's got Vince's paycheck. And then he is doing something to wrestle with. Who's better than Bruce? Chris Devine with a 99 cent super chat. What's up, man? Thank you so much. Put it in the tip jar, man. Issa could use it. She'll be back from St. Louis Monday. Lakefront Studios with a 1999 super chat. Today is my 42nd birthday and Vince and Bruce decide to give me a mediocre Royal Rumble. First of all, happy birthday, Lakefront. Everybody give Lakefront in the chat birthday cake emojis. And number two, yes, the, the the Rumble was less than mediocre. It was fucking terrible. Danny Boy, 1320 with a $5 Super Chat. Very disappointing Royal Rumble. Gerald Cormier with a $2 Super Chat. We'll receive we'll re- the return of Mr. ninety five to Mr. 9-5 in WW2K22. I don't even know if I'm buying it, bro. We haven't seen one ounce of fucking gameplay yet. As soon as they show me gameplay, I will make a determination on whether I will buy it or not. Phil with a four ninety nine Super Chat. This Rumble was god-awful. Yes, it was, bro. It was absolutely god-awful. Bad endings all around. As soon as Brock lost the title, I knew he was winning the Rumble. The road to WrestleMania is on. Trevor Spinelli. For well, the nine, 999 Super Chat. Absolutely disappointing show tonight. Came home from college to watch with my wrestling friend dealing with the concussion. The show did not help. The Rollins entrance popped me though. See you soon. Thank you Trevor. Appreciate you, bro. Hopefully college life is treating you well, man. And uh yeah, the show was disappointing, right? Listen. I I wanted something better. I thought we were going to get something better, but The predictability, like I said, it's different than me speaking about it. The fact that we legitimately saw it all unfold, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, man, what a lame creative. It really is terrible. The Wild Demon with a membership for two months. Thank you, bro. Thank you for the commitment to the venue. Keep up the good work. You're always right and always have some great ideas. Been a supporter since 2017. I appreciate you, brother. Phil with another 999 Super Chat. The fact that everyone got so hyped for the Rumble having a forbidden door was just kidding themselves. WWE doesn't like playing well with others and people got played. Yeah. And Mickie James inclusion in the Women's Rumble did nothing. Brian Fairbarn. Thank you so much man for the membership. What are you drinking tonight? Guac Gibson. Gibson. With a 499 Super Chat. J.D. continuously kills the game. Shots of Jaeger to all. Bro, we got 3,700 people, man. That's 3,700 shots of Jaeger. Thank you, brother. Raging Texas 85. J.D., prayers for my aunt in the hospital with COVID. For me and my kids as well. Stay safe. Good night. And the OTS family, stay safe and blessed. Thoughts and prayers go out to you, Raging Texas, man. Hopefully your aunt is... On her way to recovery, hopefully, soon. And she's back home where she belongs. Raging Texas 85 with a one ninety-nine Super Chat times two. Thank you, brother. $2 Super Chat from Raging Texas. JD, can we get a set tour? Maybe. Just wondering. No. FC with a $2 Super Chat. Will you be purchasing an AEW hat? I already own one. I just don't wear it. I don't know what me owning an AEW hat or a hoodie or a t-shirt has to do with anything, man. The merchandise is fucking cool. And it's fucking cold outside. That's why I wear the AEW hoodie. And I look great in it. Do you fucking mind? Dom Tinney with a 199 Super Chat. Any update on meet and greet in AC, bro? Yeah. I'll be announcing that this week. But I already announced it, bro. You should have uh, You should have been watching the shows. February 9th, 2pm The Atlantic City Beer Hall Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall On Tennessee Avenue In Atlantic City, New Jersey February 9th I will let you guys know on Twitter J499 chat. I was catering the other day And Dana Brooke burned the macaroni and cheese again It's funny, that's what I had for dinner tonight Macaroni and cheese With some homemade poutine Oh, and the cheese I used on the poutine, man, was Mad Elf, Mad Elf beer cheese. Oh my goodness! Xzrgx with a one ninety nine super chat finally caught you live. Let's go. I don't know where the fuck you've been, man. Don't tell you. Don't tell me you've been watching sap. I may have to dump you. ECW Hardcore with a $10 Super Chat. So what did I miss? I went to the bar and drank instead of watching the Royal Rumble. AEW for life. Uh, You missed nothing, really, ECW. You missed nothing, bro. Honestly, you missed a hugely disappointing show. Brandon James Shea with a $2 Super Chat. I like Roman Reigns. He's the best. He's pretty good. Darkstar50 with a $2 Super Chat. I'm drinking wine, bro. I love me. I love me some wine, man. I love me some Sauvignon Blanc. Semi-dry. Sean Lafferty with a five-month membership, bro. No more of these people pointing at the mania sign. Hope it keeps catching fire. I'll be pointing at Wednesday. Can't wait for Punk MJF going to be great, man. Can't wait. Guac Gibson with a 99-cent Super Chat. Put it in the tip job, bro. I don't need it. Issa could use it, man. She's be on her way back from St. Louis, man. She'll buy, she'll buy herself some uh, some new winter gear, man. It's fucking freezing here. Andrew Cosgriff with an Australian $5 Super Chat. It's a shame that Sasha is such a WWE homer. If anyone belongs on AEW, it's her. Give her time, man. Like I said, I think she entertains an offer. And Justin Sanger with a $10 super chat. I was born with hemophilia. And I am the only person in the world who has hemophilia and Annie Rita. I'm a huge fan, and you have done so much for me because I'm depressed most days, and you help me so much. Justin, take a ride with me, bro. Take a ride with me, bro. We're about to get out of here. Justin, don't worry, man. I appreciate you, and I am here when you're depressed on those days, man. I got you, bro. The OTS family's got you, man. We're always here to make you feel right. Guys, I've been live for three hours and six minutes. Three hours and seven minutes. This was the largest crowd I did on Off the Scripts since shit I don't even know when Wrestlemania what a what a what a turnout man what a turnout man you guys absolutely killed us and I thank you for the super chats thank you for the memberships thank you for the recommitments thank you for the likes we hit 2500 thank you for the new subscribers thank you for following me on Twitter man I'll be back live on Monday but even the best need their sleep man I'm going to bed I'll be home in a little bit man Mustang is hitting the highway, but I need two things from you guys right now, man. I need those guitar emojis in the chat. I need those Mustang emojis in the chat. And that guitar solo, man, I need it on max. Thank you so much for everything, guys. You killed it tonight. And I'll see you live on Monday for a brand new week of content right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.